Colonel football back at home. It is homecoming this week as uh, the Colonels uh, take on the number one team in 11 AAA, Sioux Falls Jefferson. Mitchell head football coach Kent Van Overshield joins us uh, in the pregame show. And uh, how's homecoming gone? What have been those festivities here, coach? And uh, homecoming week, always always a big week for those seniors and everybody else here in the high school. Yeah, we, we definitely try to encourage our guys to be as involved as much as possible, to enjoy the week, to um, – you know, celebrate the, the opportunity that they have with their classmates. And uh, like I said, it's been a great week so far. Um, you know, uh, crowning Cole Weir as, as a king is just a great tribute to our high school. And, and with that, too, the, the Powder Puff game went the seniors' way, which is mm-hmm. um, always the best way to go with that. But uh, our guys are doing a great job. We're just working on trying to grow and to improve, and we know we have a tall task ahead of us. But uh, uh, our guys are up to the challenge because – uh, you know, that's what, that's what we have in front of us is the next opportunity. Game last week at Aberdeen, the, the fumbles and the fumbles loss were the big story. But other than that, how do you evaluate last week's game? Because you move the ball a little bit offensively. You, you just take away those fumbles. You got a ball game there. How do you evaluate uh, Aberdeen last week? Yeah, we, you know, what we do is, you know, you look at those turnovers and, you know, we haven't had that concern earlier. And so it really comes down to, to that focus, you know, of, you know, having an understanding of where you're at, taking care of that football, because it's something we, you know, obviously make a priority to, you know, within our practice, and our guys know, um, you know, we have to take care of the football. And uh, But with that, you know, you think about we, we were able to move the football, we were able to play some pretty solid defense. Uh, you know, we we lost a few guys as far as some <clears throat> um, some competitive throws that Aberdeen made, but we knew – we knew going in, you know, that we thought their quarterback was a little underrated and their receivers had some good size and, and speed. And, uh, you know, so this week, you know, we just got back to, to what we do, and that's continue to focus on the fundamentals, work on those skills and technique, and, and find out how much growth we can have from, you know, from that experience. And that's, that was our focus this week. Uh, you know, tall task. You know, she falls Jefferson. They've very quickly, you know, climbed those ranks of, triple-a football and to have them come in it's it's a great opportunity because this is something that we can we can use as a model we can measure you know where we're at and uh you know we got football left to play and and the key thing is is um you know and and how i think you know things are going to go is i think our guys are going to learn how to prepare for a football game from a standpoint of where they need to start it and that was a problem at aberdeen Mm -hmm. uh against Again, Sioux Falls Jefferson, you know, we got we have really nothing to lose from a standpoint. So I expect them to be relaxed and ready, and it'll be that type of preparation that that we can learn from as we go forward in the season. Head coach Kent Van Overshield joins us. A homecoming game versus Jefferson, and uh, a new team of sorts. It's only their second year as a high school, but uh, most of those players coming from Roosevelt, who uh, was really good the last couple of years. And uh, I mean Jefferson, they got a ton of great athletes. What is it about them that uh, that makes them so good so quickly? Yeah, I, I think you know one is they're really well coached. You know, um, you know to have you know Coach Benedetto and. Uh, Coach Whiting, guys that have been, you know, had success as college athletes, and they've been coaching in that Sioux Falls system under, you know, Kim Nelson, and for them to go off into their own program, I think is uh, something that a lot of lot of the the players and the families are drawn to, and you can see that with their with their early rise. And um, like I said, Jefferson, you know, they're 
they're big, fast, athletic, and, and they like to play football. And uh, offensively, you know, I, I think that they've been able to run the football. They've been able to throw the football. To me, it looks like um, the reason, you know, they don't throw it to number two every time is that, uh, you know, the quarterback wants to spread the ball around, you know. And then defensively, they're just they're just super confident in what they do, and they come come ready to play. And uh, you know they're going to try to take us out of some things. And for us, it's going to be uh, about trying to find some things that are going to work and uh, sticking to those and just and just executing them very well to be able to keep our offense on the field. And when it comes to these double A AA and triple A matchups, I don't know if they're kind of based on last year's standings, but uh, how would you like to see this go in the future? Would you like to see Maybe there be a week of Triple A versus Double A, and it kind of based on the standings at the time, or uh, where do you kind of look at uh, the, the the future of playing some of these Triple A schools? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of like that. Maybe you know, maybe like Game Seven, you yeah. know, kind of base it on the standings. You know, kind of have coaches' inputs on that. Um, and you know, from from a standpoint, it would be nice if there was a, there was a solution that Triple A could just go and do their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not involved because, you know, we have enough double-A teams where we can play. Um, you know, like this year, we don't have T on the schedule. You know, this year we don't have, you know, Douglas on the schedule, that type of thing. So, um, you know, I guess it's right now it's unavoidable uh, and it's a big challenge. And, you know, <clears throat> you know, I have to, you know, kind of remember the past a little bit that, you know, we, we were in the situations and, you know, we were in, we were part of games where we beat mm-hmm. beat some teams that were you know part of that AAA. You know, and there's you know if you look across the board, you know, there's been some competitive games. You know, Brookings, what with Washington last week was thirty to nothing. You know, which you know you look at that and you think, oh, you know, I didn't get to watch the game and didn't get mm-hmm. to see it. Um, you know, I think Pierre has Brandon. You know, that'll be an interesting yeah. matchup. That should be on everybody's radar, you know, to see how that's going to come out, you know, and that's, uh, and like I said, I think, uh, you have something there and maybe you pick a night and you maybe draw that out. Um, I think that would draw a lot of interest as far as the fans and stuff, but I don't know what the logistics are of that, uh, you know, except for, you know, getting a bus ready and gassing it up and going wherever you're supposed to go, you know, with, with a week's notice, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of what, what that involves, but, uh, you know, for us, we know it's a challenge. It's been on the schedule from the beginning, and uh, our guys have prepared and they've done a good job in that preparation. And uh, and like I said, I, I think it's going to be one of those things that we're going to learn. we learn about ourselves as a football team, and and that's going to be you know really the for our success going forward is is we have to know you know ourselves. You know that Mitchell Colonels versus Mitchell Colonels. That's been. You know, that was kind of our, mm-hmm. our downfall with Yankton. That was kind of why we were successful against Sturgis. That's why we were probably unsuccessful at Aberdeen. You know, Mitchell versus Mitchell. And that's what we need to focus on, and that's what we've done this week. And uh, we're excited to, to be part of the homecoming festivities this week. Also want to mention uh, last week on the defensive side at Trayvon Austell had two sacks. Five tackles for loss. Had a really nice night on that defensive line. Uh, how has he developed here? Uh, uh, getting some more time on the varsity and get a huge, huge night last uh, last Friday. You know, he's just he's just done a great job. You know, and he's he's a young man that's just progressed and um, you know loves being part of our program. He loves being with his his classmates and his teammates. And uh, you know, as coaches, we super appreciate him. And I think 
you know, what's what's been important with him is Coach Clement has really focused in on, you know, trying to, to get him do specific things. And, you know, I, I just, just recall last week in the headset, and I heard a conversation between Coach Clement and, and Travion, and it was all about, you know, his mindset. If his mindset is, is that no one's going to block him, nobody can block mm-hmm. him. And I think we've seen that. But when he decides to, to slow his pace down, to stand straight up, get rid of his technique, you know, and then he's kind of washes himself out of the play. But uh, like I said, I think uh, he's just been a great, great part of this our football program, and and obviously been uh, super important to this football team in this season. And and I think he's going to continue to grow and improve and, and help us win some football games down the road. Colonels and Sioux Falls Jefferson uh, coming up next year, homecoming for Mitchell. Coach, good luck here. We'll see you after the game. All right, thank you. It is Mitchell Colonel football here tonight. Travis Grins and Sean Michaels with you here at Joe Quinnell Field. Let's get to the starters here for the Mitchell offense. Quarterback senior Trayson Scholes, six foot one ninety five. Scholes with two touchdown passes. He does have three interceptions on the season. He's thrown for four hundred and forty six yards, which is fifth best in Double A. He's thirty six of sixty seven on the season. Mitchell will be without Mick Daly yet again. So we'll see the sophomore Parker Denny at running back. Also, Bryce Palmer, the 5'11 senior. Also, uh, the three receivers, Jager Tyler, A.J. Simpson, and Lucas Bennett. We'll likely see Tyler out of the backfield once in a while. Of course, Tyler had that 50-yard pass to A.J. Simpson last week in Aberdeen. And A.J. Simpson, he's become the favorite target of Trayson Schultz. Simpson with 17 catches already through just four games, 220 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, your offensive line intact for Mitchell. They've got Connor Day. A 6'3 junior at 215 at one tackle. And they've got August Anderson at the other. He's a 6'6 senior at 275. The two offensive guards, Tommy Jones, a 6'11 senior at 215. And Carson Podrotsky, one of the captains here tonight. Uh, Carson is 5'11, 260, and a senior. Cayman Max, your center, a 6 feet 215 pound senior uh, for Mitchell. Again, nine seniors starting on offense. They do have one junior in Connor. Dagan and the sophomore in Parker Denny. Take a time out here. Come back next. Uh, 7 o'clock, your kickoff just a few minutes away as uh, we await the Mitchell Colonels in their all black uniforms tonight. Uh, black jerseys and black pants with the uh, gold numbers on the opposite side of the field. It's uh, Sioux Falls Jefferson wearing all white tonight. White uniforms with white pants. Those are gold helmets and green numbers. Beautiful night for some football and other packed house. We've had some good crowds here at Joe Quinnell Field here uh, past a couple of home games. So we go out to Spearfish next week. So a long trip uh, for Mitchell next week. But uh, they're looking to maybe surprise some people with uh, homecoming here between Sioux Falls Jefferson. We're back in three minutes uh, with your coin toss and opening kickoff as the band takes the field here back in three minutes on KORN. It is Mitchell Colonel football here tonight, and a great national anthem there, Sean. Mitchell Choir and had uh, Connor Singray, a junior defensive back for Mitchell, a starter, of course. He was, I think, the only football player out there, but uh, great uh, great rendition there of the national anthem here by the Mitchell High School Choir. Yeah, that was beautiful, and uh, what a nice touch to homecoming to have uh, a really nice uh, harmony sound to our national anthem. I mean, we kind of get used to hearing the same ones pretty mm-hmm. much 
everywhere we go. But uh, that was really nice. They had uh, a very full group of the uh, choir students out there just in front of the, uh, the sideline where the Colonel's bench is. And, uh, boy, that was just a really great way to kick off this game here tonight. We've got homecoming week. Again, you've got your homecoming royalty here near the 50-yard line just outside the track. Uh, you had uh, Cole Weir was the king and Claire Haig, uh, she was the queen. So Cole and Claire, they were your uh, big uh, kings and queens this year. Also had Bryce Palmer and Jager Tyler and Cayman Max from the football team out there as well. Uh, as you mentioned in the pregame, high-powered uh, offense and defense here for uh, Sioux Falls Jefferson. Let's get to that offense. You mentioned Talon Ashley, the quarterback. He's a senior, 6 feet, 175. Uh, we are not going to see uh, their lead running back, Nelson Wright, apparently not going to play tonight. Instead, we'll see uh, another senior, speedy guy, 5'8", 165, Nyangabo Yoana. So we'll see what uh, Yoana can do with that running game. Uh, tight end for uh, Jefferson, it's Sam Siegfried. He's a 6'4", 225-pound senior. Uh, maybe the best wide receiver in the state. His name is Griffin Wildy. Uh, Wildy is a 6'2", senior at 190, 185. He'll be playing uh, next year at SDSU. So Wildy, uh, key in on him, number two. Keep your eye on number two for uh, Jefferson tonight. They also have uh, Robert Hutchinson at another receiver, 6'1", senior at 195. And Emmanuel Schmaz. Schmaz is a 5'5", junior at 160. Uh, seniors all across the uh, offensive line for Jefferson. Their left tackle is David Grabo, 6'1", 255. Their left guard is Truett Tog. He's at 6'1", 245. Their right tackle, Ethan Colts. Uh, he could be playing at the next level as well next year. He's a 6'10", senior at 240. Their right guard is Sawyer Huntimer. Uh, he's 6'2", 280. And their center is Carson Krugel at 5'9". 255. Again, Ashley with those 10 touchdown passes, four of them have been to Wildy. So, uh, I mean, that's the combination. Uh, Griffin Wildy uh, from Taylor Ashley. That'll be the big combination tonight. Coin toss. We'll see who wins and uh, what they pick here. Is the, again, Sioux Falls Jefferson, they won the toss. They will uh, get the ball here in the second half. They will defer. So we will see that to Mitchell Colonel offense here to kick things off. This may not be the game to do this, Sean, but Mitchell's being outscored in the first quarter of the season, 52-0. to zero. Part of that's you play Pierre. Part of that's you play Yainton. Uh, but they got to get off to better starts. And hang on to the football. I mean, quite honestly, last week at Aberdeen Central, they never really gave themselves a chance uh, turning it over in the first two drives deep inside their own territory, and before you can blink, it's 14 mm-hmm. to nothing. So, for the Colonels, absolutely got to get to a good start take care of that football i think that's such a huge key to being in this game tonight and uh, yeah since the offense is going first you got to do everything you can to try to establish something you know just get a couple of first down just give yourself a feeling like you can be in this game and try not to get in your own way you know stay away from penalties and again take care of the football and when you get against teams like jefferson and pier that best defense is to keep your own offense on the field keep yes. that offense on the sideline Short because the game baby like we saw against pier it was 40 what, 42 43 nothing at halftime mm-hmm. uh pier scored on six of their seven first half possessions shorten the game make this a maybe a four possession first half instead of six or seven maybe get a stop on defense run that clock we'll see what mitchell can do offensively as jefferson they'll kick it off here from right to left 
As we're just after 7 o'clock, cloudy skies, beautiful light, perfect weather. A little bit of wind out of the south. We'll see if that's an issue. Wind blowing across the field from right to left. Colonels, they have Bryce Palmer and Lucas Bennett at around the five-yard line. Getting ready to receive the kickoff, and we are underway here at Joe Quinnell Field. Homecoming wow. for Mitchell. Look at that kick. Beautiful kick. It hung up in the air forever and bounced about halfway through the end zone. It barely looked like he even had to put much effort into it. Didn't even do a full swing through on his leg, but that was like a picture-perfect end-over-end kick out of the end zone right down the middle of the field. That was perfect. Anthony Erickson, left uh, lefty kicker, senior. Beautiful kick. So the Mitchell offense, Trayson Jones at quarterback, Parker, Danny, and Bryce Palmer, your running backs. The three receivers, Tyler, Seamson, and Bennett. First and ten for the Colonels. They'll start in the shotgun with a four-receiver set from the 20. They'll motion, they'll bring it in. A tight formation, oh, a two-receiver set. As Schultz looks towards the sideline here near the... Uh, 15-yard line. We're going to get a Wildcat oh look here. Wildcat, Jager Tyler going to take the ball. Got to throw it, and it's a loss of 10. Colonels were trying something there. Tyler had to throw that ball away. He didn't run it either, so that'll be a loss of 10 on first down. Tyler, your quarterback, Trayson Scholes, was out right as a receiver. I like the idea, but nothing happened there. Well, when the play first got going, I thought there was confusion already on the first snap because Scholl started to jog toward the sideline like he needed to get a signal. And then suddenly they go with that, uh, the quick snap, kind of a shock play with, uh, um, you know, someone else taking the snap. But, I mean, boy, the Cavalier defense was all over it. Loss of eight, Jager Tyler is sacked. So it's second and 18. They give it off up the middle. Gain of zero here on second down to the running back. So I like doing something different against yeah. a team like this. You're a huge underdog. You need something different. But, I mean, the yeah, execution just wasn't there. I don't know what they were trying to do. There really wasn't any receiver for Jager Tyler to to throw to. You're not going to throw it to, to Shoals more than likely. But gain of zero there on second down. Yeah, no, so far the Cavaliers' defense has just been on these first two plays very well. So, uh, you know, Colonel's in a really tough situation already, third and long. Third and 18 from the 12. Two receivers set. Schultz back to pass. Got to get rid of it. Rolling right. And that'll be a pass incomplete at the 10-yard line uh, to Bryce Palmer. If Palmer catches it, it's a loss of two. So uh, Colonel's with a three and out. They lose eight yards, and they'll punt from the shadow of their own goal line. You wanted to at least maybe get a first down on that first possession, but you lose eight yards on first down. Hard to hard to overcome that. Well, and right away, you just see uh, how overpowered they are in the trenches. I mean, the Cavalier defense was just bullying the Colonel offensive line and got in the backfield in a hurry, and Schultz was pretty much running for his life right after the snap. Tyson Sabers going to kick it off here from the five-yard line. Punt going to be great field position, likely in uh, Colonel territory for Jefferson. We get a false start here, get a penalty. As this could move Mitchell back even farther inside the tent. This is encroachment, actually. The Cavs oh. got a little bit overzealous there and kind of jumped the snap count trying to go go after this punt. I mean, they're just like all in defensively on this first drive, but uh, that's going to give Mitchell five yards. Unfortunately, that's not nearly enough for a first down. No, fourth and 13 now from the 17. You're going to get the ball near the 40-yard line, so if you're Jefferson, feels like they're chomping at the, it feels like they're chomping at the bit. They want to score uh, early and flex their muscle. So Sabre's going to let it go here from inside the 10. 
Uh, punt going towards the Jefferson sideline. Not a good one. Out of bounds near the 35. They may spot this inside the 30. Ooh. In about a 12-yard uh, punt. So that right there, that was even short of the sticks. They needed to get to the 30 to get the first down. That'll be at the 29-yard line here for Sioux Falls Jefferson. So a short field for Taylor Ashley. Well, and already the Colonel defense is being put in a really tough position um, in Colonel territory for the Cavaliers to start this drive. So we'll see how the Colonel defense responds here. First and 10 at the Colonel 29, 10.37 to go here in this first quarter. Ashley, quick pass right side to Wildy. There he goes to the 30, to the 20, to the 15, down at the 12. I mean, that's a simple pitch and catch, Sean, and that was about 20 yards after the catch. Griffin Wildy with his first catch, first down at the 12. Yeah, they made a 17-yard gain right there. It looked pretty routine. I mean, just a quick pass out to the left side. Nice job of juking away from Jagger Tyler, who kind of had a beat on him around the line of scrimmage. But just uh, so much talent out there on the field for these Jefferson Cavaliers. And just like that, they're knocking on the touchdown door. Wildy is out right. It is a... Two receivers set, two receivers out to the right for Ashley. First and 10 for Jefferson at the Colonel 12-yard line. Two men in motion. They'll set up on the left side. Fullback in the tight end. Ashley looking uh, right side. Drop off to the running back. That's incomplete. Just uh, out of the hands of the intended receiver out of the backfield. And, my gosh, he was all by himself. I mean, if he catches that, that's probably a walk-in touchdown. The Colonel defense completely lost him out there in the right flat. Fortunate that pass was too high for him. It was running back uh, Manuel Schmaz, a 5'5 junior at 160. Now, you can't get much pressure on the defensive line if you throw it uh, right away like they've shown here. So you can't get, so you may as well drop a bunch of guys in coverage. Be second and 10 here, 9.53 to go at the 12 yard line. Ashley going to hand it off up the middle, touchdown from 12 yards out. Nyangabo Yoana, 5'8, 165, a senior. Touchdown with 9.47 to go in the first quarter from 12 yards out. That was a quick three play drive, 29 yards. Took about one minute, 6 0 there on the Kiri Boy by Joanna, pretty easy right there. Yeah, they made that look very easy. I mean, just a huge gaping hole straight up the middle there uh, for the running back, Joanna. Uh, and, yeah, that was just fantastic work by the offensive line for the Cavs. And just like that, they're on the board first. Erickson with the kick. PAT is good. 7 to nothing. Jefferson, we are 2 minutes and 13 seconds into the ball game. We're back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. A three-play scoring drive took all of 60 seconds. Jefferson scores from 12 yards out. Senior running back Yangabo Yoana from East Africa. He scores. 9.47 to go. Sean already 7-0 Jefferson. And they only had three plays in the drive, two of them for positive yards, but that was too easy there for the Cavaliers. Yeah, just kind of showing off their talent right away defensively. You know, forcing a quick three and out by Mitchell, who just couldn't move the ball at all that first drive, and they just take advantage of that short field right there. Erickson with another beautiful kick out of the end zone. It's fun to watch him kick. Oh, my gosh, that's beautiful. You just don't see that at the high school level. Kicked that 70 yards in the air. So Erickson with the, another touchback. First and 10 for the Colonels here, setting up shop at the 20. They lost eight yards on their first play of the ball game. Tried to run a trick play of sorts. With the Jager Tather in that quarterback spot, but we'll see what happens here. They uh, 
Ran the ball once, passed the ball once. And this uh, pick up some positive yards. Four receivers set for Schultz, first and 10 at the 20. Man in motion, they're going to give it to uh, the man in the, in the middle. He fumbled, but he recovered it near the 27-yard line. So it's going to be a gain of seven. Parker Denny fumbled the ball. And that's the last thing you need is to give him another short field. But thankfully, uh, Denny, he, uh, I guess it was only a gain of two, but boy, that was disastrous almost there. Yeah, nice job by Denny just to hang on to that football because as soon as he crossed that line of scrimmage, it was loose, but got a very fortuitous bounce pretty much to come right back to him because, boy, there were three Cavaliers hanging all around him. Yeah, and things could get out of hand tonight. You just got to yep. play clean. Don't fumble. There are some positives you can take out of tonight. Four receivers set, second and eight. Bryce Palmer in motion. They're going to give it to Schultz. Quarterback keeper is going to lose two yards. Back to the original line of scrimmage. Schultz, negative two. Make it third and ten. You got Bryce Palmer going in motion. He's not had the ball here uh, yet, so they're trying to confuse Jefferson. They're trying to confuse him in that uh, backfield, but that sets up a passing situation here third and ten yeah they're just they're trying to show Jefferson some things maybe they didn't see on film and you like that idea of mixing things up a little bit for this really tough opponent but you also want to do what you're really comfortable with third and ten Scholes in the shotgun looking at four receivers completes it to Tyler at the 25 tackled around the 22 if he could have made a guy miss maybe could have got that first down but we'll see where they spot this ball they got to around the 24 yard line Sets up a fourth and six, and they're going to have to punt. Yeah, no question. I mean, you just can't afford to go for it on your own end like this and possibly give them a short field again. So, you know, you just take that into consideration. You got a quick throw out there, out into the flat. It got you positive yardage. Now, if you do that on first down, get yourself some chunk plays and maybe get a drive going next time out. Sabres looking for a better punt. His first one was only 12 yards. Fourth and six at the 24. Gets this underway. A better punt near a midfield. Jefferson going to let it bounce. He'll pick it up at the 48. Past the 50. Out at the 47 for returner Demarius Fields, a 5-5 sophomore. Again, Jefferson, they just have athletes everywhere. Yes. A lot of these kids were from uh, Sioux Falls Roosevelt, and Roosevelt, they're winless this year, and this could have been Roosevelt right here if there wasn't a Sioux Falls Jefferson. So uh, guys like Wildy and uh, Taylor Ashley, they were Roosevelt kids two years ago. They decided to come here for Jefferson and uh, 4-0 thus far. First and 10 here for Jefferson, again starting in Colonel Territory at the 48. Two receivers to the left. They'll give it off the middle. Good run by the running back up near the 42-yard line. Gain of six by Ioana. 7.30 and counting, 7-0 Jefferson. This is their second possession of the ball game. Sunset coming up here quickly. Light's not quite on yet here, 7.15. Getting dark early. Second and four for Jefferson at the Colonel 42-yard line. They just flipped the formation. Two receivers to the right. Taylor Ashley in the shotgun. Ioana to his right. Second and four. Deep drop. Going deep down the middle. First down by Wilde. Caught at the 25. And he's going to score. Touchdown from 42 yards out. Colonels had a couple opportunities for tackles. But Wilde scores nearly untouched. You can understand why he's going to SDSU next year as a wide receiver. 6.57 to go in this first quarter, 13-0 Jefferson. That was a two-play drive, yep. 48 yards. 
Yeah, in a flash, back in the end zone, and boy, what a rocket pass that time by quarterback Taylor Nashley, really well thrown and gave his receiver a chance to run with the football in stride to the end zone. Erickson's PAT is low, and it is good. 14-0 Jefferson. They've had five plays. They've scored two touchdowns. 6.57 to go. We're back in one minute on KORN. That was a 42-yard pass right up the middle from Ashley to Wildy. 11th touchdown for Ashley and the uh, fifth reception, or a fifth touchdown reception for uh, Griffin Wildy. You know, has uh, 20 catches on the season for over 460 yards, so he's looking at a 1,000-yard season. Jefferson up 14 to nothing. Colonel's looking for that first first down. And, uh, I mean, I talked to the, you know, Coach Van Overshield earlier today and kind of, you know, you have to play these AAA teams. You kind of want to match them up more closely. You know, Jefferson, yeah. Jefferson last year was 4-6, and six, but they're not 4-6 and six this year. So if, if there was a way to, I think it'd be great to have a AA, AAA challenge where late in the season, six, seven games in, maybe right before the playoffs, you match up, say, Pierre and Jefferson. Or maybe Mitchell could play, uh, you know, uh, Sioux Falls Roosevelt or one of the Rapid City schools get a more competitive matchup uh, than, than you usually have. I think that would make a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, similar to how the NFL does it, where you have a last place schedule. Yeah. If you're, you know, if you were the the bottom team in your division, you're going to play a bunch of last place teams from yeah. other conferences, other divisions, and I think that would make a lot more sense when you do the scheduling for these teams. And you know, really because of where the Colonels are right now, yeah. you know, they're they're kind of in that mode where. You know, they don't quite have the talent that a, a Jefferson team does. And um, and then you look at some of the other teams in Class 11 AA, they don't have uh, a Triple A team on their schedule. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of surprising. Colonels here with their third drive here. First and 20, or excuse me, first and 10 from the 20. Colonels looking for their first first down. Just under seven minutes to go. Tight formation. Two receivers in the slot. Man in motion. Scholes under center. Scholes going to keep it himself. I think he wanted to hand it off. Just didn't happen. Loss of five. Guess you call that a sack there on first down. But now you get yourself in a second and 15 situation. Seems like there may have been a handoff that wasn't made right there because Scholes didn't seem ready to run on that one. Yeah, I mean, it just looked like a little bit of confusion. They weren't on the same page there at the snap. And he just kind of tried to get something out of it and just hang on to the football. But... That's really where they got to start with fixing things is get a positive play on first down going forward. Second and 12 at the 18. A two-receiver set. Parker Denny in motion. They'll pass it left side. This one a little short. Intended receiver A.J. Seamson at the 25-yard line. Saw that kind of a similar play to Jager Tyler on third down, but similar to that Pier game a couple weeks ago, I think Mitchell's got to just abandon the run, go exclusively with the pass because... As you mentioned, that, that offensive-defensive line, that's all Jefferson right now. Yeah, I mean, they're winning that battle. It's always the biggest battle on any given night, but right here there's just so much of a disparity between the two lines that you got to get a little bit creative, get Trace and Scholes out, maybe uh, mobile, you know, and do some passes down the field and just get some quick throws for him. In the shotgun, they'll give it up the middle on third and 12. They'll get a gain of zero, setting up their third straight punt. And that was Parker Denny up the middle back to the line of scrimmage at the 18. So we've seen Mitchell run nine plays. They're near positive yards. They may be at, still at negative yards. They had that big loss of eight. So I think Mitchell 
probably negative yards uh, still here in this first quarter. Yeah, it's, it, it's a rough start for the Colonels, and, you know, they're already mismatched in the trenches, as we said, but they also just don't seem to be on the same page with the plays that they're getting uh, to this point, and they're just not able to get any kind of rhythm going. Sabres with his third punt here in the first quarter, 5.35 to go. Low snap. This is his best punt of the night. Taken by Fields, he'll fair catch it in Colonel territory at the 46-yard line. So not only do you have a kicker in Erickson that can boom it out of the end zone for Jefferson, that's always sets up Mitchell at the 20. Uh, Colonel's not able to move the ball, and that allows uh, Jefferson here just to live on the Mitchell side of the field. This will be their third drive tonight. They've all been in Colonel territory. And the Colonel's defense just has to figure out a way to try to get some pressure in the backfield because uh, so far it's been pretty easy living for Taylor and Ashley. Shotgun for Ashley at three receiver sets. Wildy in motion. He'll give it up the middle to the running back near the 40-yard line. Good gain of about seven on first down. And we've seen Jefferson score twice already. This is only their sixth play of the game. They already have two touchdowns. Run up the middle there, gain of about seven on first down inside the 40. Jager Tyler on the stop. Yeah, just a good explosive run that time by Frederis. I mean, just big hole up the middle, and he just, you know, used the offensive line and just quickly got seven yards. Second and three inside the 39-yard line for Taylor Ashley with a three-receiver set. Shotgun, he'll fake it, go deep, cross the middle, looking for the end zone, caught, touchdown. 20 to nothing with 4.42 to go. That was a two-play drive, 46 yards. Evan Haug, a 5'11 junior. He catches that one in. I mean, great throw by Ashley Haug. Got past the uh, safeties. Cornerback got behind everybody. A beautifully thrown ball by Ashley. And 21 to nothing. Jefferson has scored three touchdowns here on just seven offensive plays. We figured... You know, this is kind of what we were in store for tonight. 4.42 to go. When we try to shorten up the game. They've had three drives already in, in less than uh, six, seven minutes. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back uh, -back two play strikes. I mean, that was a good-looking throw again by Ashley. He had all the time in the world to throw it. And, boy, you're seeing him showcase a really strong arm so far in this first quarter. That was a beautifully thrown football. Good anticipation on it behind two defenders. And, again, in stride to his receiver, Haug, for the touchdown. And he's not even going to college to play football. Taylor Ashley's is going to be a basketball player at USF, so we get to see him. Wow. Uh, he's going to be with Zane Ulm uh, a couple of years ago for Mitchell. Zane Ulm at USF, former Mitchell Colonel. And, uh, they'll be teammates. So Taylor Ashley, not a quarterback uh, coming up in college, probably could be. He'll be a basketball player. Erickson will uh, kick this one from the 15-yard line after a uh, illegal substitution. Kick is up and good. 21-0 Sioux Falls Jefferson here at homecoming. There's still 4.42 left in this first quarter. We're back in one minute on KORN. Colonel football tonight here on KORN News Radio. It's homecoming. 21 nothing. Jefferson, a very rude homecoming guest. <laughs> yeah, I think they don't really care that it's supposed to be a, a fun homecoming night for these Colonels and their fans. I mean, they this is a business trip. I mean, this is a team that is absolutely focused and razor sharp in their execution. Business trip and business booming for the Cavaliers. Erickson with his I was going to say shortest kick, but it may have been his longest kick. That one again out of the end zone. So 
Colonels, I think, got to just abandon that run game. Just got to. They've been getting something in the flats and you know, a little curl routes by these outside receivers. See if they can, you know, pick up that first down. You want to get that defense a little bit of rest here. Get that ball passed, or at least the the punt past the 50-yard line, make Jefferson start on their own side of the field. Yeah, just a couple of first downs makes a difference because then you do flip the field and make them go a little bit further. And I I think that's where you start. Just a a quick throw out into the flat. Just get that ball out faster so they don't have a chance to get to Scholes. Three receivers to the right for Scholes. A quick pass to Seamson. Seamson going to throw it again. That's going to be over the head of his intended target. Lucas Bennett, so a wide receiver pass. We've seen that uh, be a very successful play for Mitchell this season, but uh, Seamson overthrew his target. Good idea, though, if he catches that and got something going. Yeah, I mean, they actually did have a, a nice play call there. I mean, he, he tried to get that ball into a really small window there where there's, like, triple coverage out there down that right sideline. If he floats that pass instead of putting it on a line there, I think it actually has a chance to be a big play for him. Colonel, see if they pass it again here at the 20-yard line. Second and 10, down 21-0, 436 to go in the first quarter. They bring it in tight this time with a three-receiver set. Bryce Palmer going back and forth in the backfield. Now he's back to a kind of a slot receiver position. Play clock running down. Parker Denny in motion. They give it up the middle. Here's Tyler right side. has got some room to run. Past the 25-yard line. Best play for Mitchell tonight. They give it to maybe your best player, Jager Tyler. That'll be a gain of nine. So now you go, Sean. You got a chance here. And I would go for it on fourth down if they don't make it. You're at the 29-yard line. You need a first down here. I cringe at the thought of doing that because of what the Cavs have done so far in his first quarter. But really nice play that time by Tyler just to give the Colonels something. Now, if they can just get a play like that on first down, on a drive going forward, they might have something. Third and one at the 29. Not a quarterback sneak. Shell's going to pass it up the middle. Nearly picked off. That was defended by number 23, Owen Ward. Trying to set up kind of a screen there in the middle. Colonels only needed one yard. We've seen Schultz be so successful on quarterback sneaks. And, and this is a situation where Mitchell's going to punt. You know, it's like you have nothing to lose. You're already down 21-0. You they, can't do it in the first quarter. I, I completely agree with this. Boot that ball away. It's a long football game. And, yeah. you know, they were trying to set up a screen to Tyler there in the middle of the field. And it just the execution wasn't there. Too much traffic in the middle there and almost picked off, actually. Sabre's going to punt it here on fourth and one from the 20. Spiraling kick. That hits a Mitchell uh, Oops. Mitchell defender at the 45. Going to come to rest. That was a cornerback, Hudson Borgen, the sophomore. Hit him right in the back. He didn't know where it was at. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> he was trying to play return, man, and mm-hmm. see where his eyes were looking at. But that ball came down and plunked him right on the helmet. And they're going to spot this football at the uh, Sioux Falls Jefferson 42-yard Six. line. Six. 46-yard line. Uh, I guess they're going to mark it where the where the helmet where hit him, I guess. contact happened. So, you there know, you this is the first time tonight they're going to start in their own territory, but that has not mattered where they begun on the no. field. This offense is cooking. 21 nothing, 344 to go in the first quarter. Ashley gives it off the middle. Big run, nearly Oof. a 50-yard touchdown down at the 35-yard line. It'll be a gain of... 19. 19 on first down. So right up the middle. That was number 13, Joanna again. Now Jefferson going to run a hurry-up offense. Why not? Let's see if it takes them more than two plays to score this drive. Three and a half to go. First and 10 from the Colonel 35. 
Three receivers for Ashley. Claps his hands a couple times. Looks to the end zone. Says, who am I going to throw it to this time? Three receivers right. He's going to throw it to nobody. Yoana, big hole up the middle. And he's going to be tackled at the 15-yard line. Gain of 20 on first down. So third play of the drive coming up. And these are just simple. Just draws up the middle by Yoana. Yeah. It's just... 40 yards just like that. Nothing fancy, just smash mouth football, gaping holes up the middle right now. First and 10 at the 14-yard line. We are only nine minutes into this game. Jefferson in scoring territory here looking to make this a 28-0 game. Ashley wide open on the right side, caught by Wildy at the 10. He's going to score. Was the inbounds? He did. 14-yard touchdown, second of the night for Griffin Wildy. That's Taylor Ashley's third already. A three-play drive, 27 to nothing with 2.47 to go. Boy, it's just perfect execution. I mean, this is a football team. It's very well coached. They have a ton of talent. And uh, Taylor Ashley is in full command of this offense. What a terrific start tonight for these Cavaliers. You can see why they're the number one ranked team in their class. They got really good really fast after being four and six last year. Erickson's extra point good. He's 4 for 4. 28-0. Jefferson in front. 2.47 to go. We're back in one minute. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. Colonel's down 28 to nothing. Jefferson has ran, what, 12 plays? They've scored four touchdowns. I think it's 10 plays. Wow. It, it was seven plays after their first three drives. Yes, 10 plays. 10 plays and four touchdowns. You talk about certain percentages, your third down conversion rate, your fourth down conversion rate, how do you well how well you do in the in the red zone. A little pooch kick here taken by Mitchell at the ten yard line. Oh it's boy. fumbled. Colonel's gonna start first and ten at the twelve. But, uh, not cleanly uh, received right there. That was Dustin Kurtenbach. The uh, junior out there for the Colonels trying to reel that in. I think he just kind of lost it in the sky a little bit and bounced off his helmet on contact. And, boy, was he lucky just to get on that in time because the Cavaliers were storming down the field to cover it. And with Jefferson, he can talk about you know, their touchdown percentage. They're scoring touchdowns on 40% of their plays tonight. Four of their ten plays have gone for touchdowns. And Ashley already three touchdown passes. Pretty impressive. Mm, maybe one more score here in that, you know, Probably pull your start. I mean, no reason to play him if it's 35-0 at the end of the first quarter. Scholes in the shotgun rolling out to the right, looking for a receiver. Overthrows Seamson near the 25-yard line. Would have been enough for a first down. He did a good throw there, but that one ends out of bounds. So second and 10 here at the 12. Yeah, good pressure, good pursuit that time in the backfield by that Cavalier defense. Scholes rolling out to his right. And uh, saw Seamson trying to catch the sideline there, and that time he just airmailed it a little bit. So Colonels here with their uh, worst starting field position. They've started at the 20. Their, uh, what, previous four drives? What is this, the fifth drive already for Mitchell? And five drives in a quarter. Yeah. 2.35 to yeah. go. We talked about they need to shorten up this game, and that has just not happened. Four receivers set, man in motion. They give it to the motion man, Palmer, trying to get the outside. He's at the 15. Boy, great tackle Oof. at the 16. That is a rough uh, tackle by Lyndon, uh, London Cobb. Good tackle, just aggressive. Gain of four, though, for uh, for Palmer. You're going to know Jefferson's here. You're going to remember Sioux Falls Jefferson. That was a, wasn't a dirty tackle. It was just a good, hard wrap-em-up, throw-em-out-of-bounds hit. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that is here to just prove that they are the number one team in their class. And 
they're they're a team that does not play down to their opponent. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're out here running their offense and executing perfectly. It's uh, third and five here at the 17. Mitchell looking for that first first down. Quick pass left should have been intercepted. Mm. We'll have another punt. That one should have been intercepted by the linebacker Tyler Horner, six foot senior. That one went right through his hands for another incompletion. So the fifth punt here the first quarter. 28-0, Jefferson, a minute uh, 52 to go. Sabre's going to punt again, and Jefferson going to get that ball more than likely on the colonel side of the field as Fields, their punt returner, sets up inside the 45. Yeah, I mean, Scholl's just trying to get something going there and kind of a desperation third down again, and again, just too much traffic over the middle. Sabres nearly blocked. This one going to be a short kick at the 37-yard line. Going to take a Jefferson bounce. Going to bounce about 10 yards, and they're going to take it to the 30. So, again, that'll be another short punt of 13 yards. That'll set it up for Jefferson. First and 10 at the Mitchell 30, and they've ran 10 plays. They've scored four touchdowns. They've had a pair of two-play drives. They've had a couple of three-play drives. They're 30 yards away. Again, at one, two plays here, you're expecting another touchdown to make it 35-0, still with a minute 42 to go. Ashley in the shotgun, two receivers to the right. Fake up the middle, they'll pass it. Good pressure by Mitchell. Ashley going to run away, throw it. Nope, they're going to try and tackle him. Boy, what an impressive move by Ashley. He's going to lose about three yards on the play, but he made about six or seven Mitchell Colonels miss. Kind of looking like a Kyler Murray out there. Um, Loss of three, but, boy, that was a lot lot of shifty movement there by Taylor Ashley. Yeah, that's a long way to go to just lose two yards. And, uh, you know, credit Ashley for getting away from that because that probably should have been about a 10-yard loss. Colonels did have terrific pursuit there in the backfield, and Ashley at that time a little bit too slippery for him. Second and 13 for Jefferson, moving backwards here at the Colonel 33. Griffin Wildey out wide to the left. He'll give it up the middle to the running back right side. He'll pick up the first down and plenty more. Down inside the 20-yard line, gain of 15 for a first down. For Darris again, I mean, you know, they're deep. Not only do they have, you know, a lot of talent at every position, but they're pretty deep. I mean, for Darris just mm-hmm. making that look like it was a pretty basic play and Good blocking up front again. I mean, this Jefferson offensive line is really impressive. Third play of the drive, 35 seconds to go. 28-0 Jefferson first quarter. First and 10 at the Colonel 18. Two receivers to the left. They give it to right side to Federis. He's going to score. Third three-play drive. That makes it 34-0 here with 24 seconds to go. And he's listed as a tight end, number 11, Camden Federis, a six-foot senior at 205. Linebacker tight end. He scores from 18 yards out. Five touchdowns in 13 plays. Yeah, I mean, just a very impressive football team. They just don't do anything wrong. The execution is almost flawless. Great blocking out there on the edge that time to spring for Darius loose. And, uh, boy, this has been a, a pretty sound beating in this first quarter tonight by these Cavaliers. And if you're the Colonels, you just kind of throw your arms up and say, what do you do? I mean, they're... The effort is there. They're just being outplayed here in this first quarter. 24 seconds to go. It's 35-0 Jefferson. We're back in 60 seconds. 18-yard touchdown scoring run for 
Sioux Falls Jefferson. Or back up to the backup running back, Camden Federis. Senior scores from 18 yards out. That was a three-play drive, 30 yards. Erickson on the PAT. Colonel's going to return this one uh, right at the goal line. No, they're not. Ooh. They're going to take it at the 20-yard line. Lucas Bennett takes it at the 20. So here's Mitchell's sixth drive of this ball game. Mitchell has ran more plays than Jefferson. Colonels have gone three and out every drive. Jefferson, they have a couple of two-play scoring drives, and they right. have no uh, scoring drive longer than three plays. I, I was just telling you during the break, I'm pretty sure I've never seen this, where a team scores five touchdowns and no drive is more than three plays. I mean, this is uh, pretty impressive what these Cavaliers are doing tonight at Joe Quinnell Field. Could be the final play of the quarter here. Colonels pitch it left side to Parker Denny. At the 20-yard line, going to get a couple yards down at the 24. Uh, one of the better plays for Mitchell on first down. Parker Denny will pick up four yards. That'll be the end of the first quarter. 35 to nothing. Sioux Falls Jefferson here during Mitchell's homecoming. Five touchdowns, three touchdown passes from Taylor Ashley. Griffin Wildey has two of them. Five touchdowns on 13 plays. We're back in one minute. Colonels will have it uh, second and six from their own 24. We're back in 60 seconds. We're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. Travis Crins and Sean Michaels here tonight. Colonels down 35-0 here as we start the second quarter. A four-yard gain by Parker Denny sets up a second and six for Mitchell. Here from the 24-yard line, loss of uh, one on that play, just a simple draw up the middle. Third and seven. And that was uh, Jager Tyler on the run. So Tyler, a loss of one. will set up a third and long, third and seven here from the 23. And that's really an area where they should just kind of let go, trying to run up the middle. I mean, the Cavaliers' defensive line is just not going to budge. I mean, they're going to have to find ways to get the ball out on the edge and, you know, get, get some quick throws for Tristan Scholes to kind of get something going because the middle of the – the field there on the run is just not open. Three receivers set, man in motion. Scholes back to pass, look out. He throws it away, and that was his blind side. Nearly got sacks by uh, the tight end, Sam Siegfried, coming from his defensive end position. So Colonel's going to punt here for the sixth time tonight. 11-16 left in the half. Colonel's with six drives. Mitchell with six, three and outs. They just have not been able to. They had that one third and one where they decided to pass it. That was the closest they've come here to a to a first down tonight. And just great defensive pursuit that time by the Cavaliers again. They were flying into the backfield right after Scholes got the snap, and he was running for his life pretty much from uh, go and just trying to get that ball away before he got sacked. He had uh, Bennett out there in the flat, but no chance to catch it. Tyson Sabers been hot and cold tonight, and this one a pretty good punt near the. 45-yard line, going to take a bounce at the 45. Jefferson going to start on their own side of the field. We'll see how long they go with their starters. Again, there's really no reason to bring them out again. They've already put up five touchdowns. So we'll see if they go to the backups here. And uh, looks like they're going to bring out Taylor Ashley and Griffin Wildey and the folks. Again, it becomes a situation of how much longer do you play your number ones. You've got a big game next week, maybe the biggest game of the year. Jefferson, number one, versus number two, O'Gorman. That is what they have next week. That's going to be the true test. Who is the best team in AAA? My money's on Jefferson, but 
you've got a big game coming up here next week. Yeah, for the Cavaliers, you just got to think about staying healthy here tonight. First and 10 from the 45, run up the middle by Ioana. He'll get past uh, midfield, gain of five on first down. That was uh, Emmanuel Schmaz. We'll see uh, a lot of folks for Jefferson get to get in this game, a lot of different running backs, already their third uh, different running back with a carry. You know, and to that point, uh, the Cavaliers want to stay healthy for their next big showdown they got coming up. I'd be surprised if they go back to the air much. I mean, the running game is working so well tonight, and when you're up 35 nothing, you just don't need the passing game anymore. Second and five, Colonel Territory at the 49. Two receiver sets, one on each side. They give it to, oh, pass up the middle. A rare incompletion tonight, just the seconds. For Taylor Ashley, he was looking for number 11, Camden Frederis. Good coverage there just to pass. A little bit overthrown. Rare to see Ashley miss a miss like that. Well, and Frederis did have a step. I mean, yeah, for Ashley to miss like that is pretty rare. He's been pretty much spot on the mark tonight with most of his throws, and he threw that ball over double coverage. Colonels had two guys out there, but Frederis still had a step, and if that ball is floated a little bit more, it's probably another big touchdown pass for the Cavaliers. Was this the first third down tonight for Jefferson? Third and five at the 49. Ashley in the shotgun, three receivers. He's going to pass quick right up the middle, caught at the 30. Oh, he dropped it at the 30. That's about as easy of a pass you can get. Tight end Sam Siegfried. If he catches it at the 30, I was going to call touchdown because there was nobody within 10 yards of him. A rare mistake tonight for Jefferson. So that would have been easily touchdown number six. Siegfried drops an easy score at the 30. That would have been a walk-in touchdown. No one within at least five yards of him. And this time, Ashland didn't get enough on the ball, underthrew it. And so Siegfried had to kind of contort his body, come back to it, and he just took his eyes off of it once he made that adjustment. Bryce Palmer at the 15-yard line. Jefferson forced to punt for the first time. They'll punt it away from the 40. Erickson with another good spiral kick. Going to make a good bounce. Boy, Colonel's going to be inside the five. Oh, my goodness. Going to lay the rest at the one-yard line. Erickson is a great kicker. Punter, kickoff man. I don't know if he's going to college anywhere, but... He's probably good enough to kick somewhere. He's got to have some scouts watching him. I mean, that is kicking perfection. I mean, his kickoffs are a thing of beauty, and that was just a picture-perfect punt, just the right amount on it, took a nice little roll, and almost came to a stop before they had to touch it at the one-yard line. It's about as good as he can get. So Colonel's going to stop here, 10.05 to go. This is the seventh drive. There's going to be a lot of drives. We're going to have a... Running clock here again, 35 points, but you got to get to the second half. So no running clock in the first half. A couple of penalties on both sides, so they'll offset and they'll just uh, keep it here at the one. Boy, the way that the Cavaliers are overpowering the Colonels in the trenches here tonight, you got to be careful here. I mean, take care of the football. You got to try to get that ball out of your own end zone and get a few yards here. Maybe a quarterback sneak. We haven't seen that tonight. It's been a Successful play for Mitchell this season is Shoals. We've seen him pick up 5, 10 yards of crack and just some simple quarterback sneaks, and they may need one here at the one-yard line, down 35 to nothing. We're ready to go. 10.05 to go until halftime. Shoals under center. Oh, they're going to go in the end zone here. They're going to pass it right side. Oh, they're going to pass it, and it's completed at the 22. Simpson with the catch. Boy, that was dangerous. A 26-yard gain. I thought it was a safety. 
I thought Seamson may have broke it for a 99-yard touchdown. Instead, best play of the game in that uh, halfback pass again. That's been Mitchell's best play this season. Gutsy call. You're down 35-0 halfback pass there. I thought he was dead to rights. Oh, I thought he was in complete trouble there in the backfield. He can, And he kept on going backwards, kind of looking for a place to run. And then suddenly he got the ball out and just enough on it to get it to Seamson. And the ball was deflected, too. I mean, fantastic concentration by Seamson to reel that ball in when the Colonels had to have something. First first down for Mitchell. They have it at their own 27-yard line. Motion man. They'll give it up the middle, maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Bryce Palmer up the middle, gain of zero. So some excitement there for Mitchell. That looks... That was going to be a safety here as we're getting under nine minutes to go. But, hey, Mitchell's got a first down. It's 35-0. Jefferson dropped his sure touchdown. So things going Mitchell's way as much as they can when you're down by five touchdowns. Allen, you know, just try to draw up some, some quick throws here for Shoals. I mean, it doesn't always have to be gadget plays like that. I mean, we've seen him from time to time just make some quick throws to the sidelines and even little hook patterns to get a drive going. Second and 10 at the 28th. They'll stretch it right side or left side to Parker Danny. He'll get to the 31-yard line. We'll get a penalty as well. Gain of three. I wouldn't be surprised if Jefferson gets a late hit or some personal foul as we go later in this ball game. Very physical team. We'll see what this penalty is could be holding on the colonels could i think it up. is yeah i think it's going to be holding on the edge that's what sprung him loose if you want to call it that for maybe three yards but it does look like this run is coming back coach van overshield out on the field trying to get an explanation but it uh, looks like the colonels are going to be penalized here for the first time tonight i'd be okay with maybe a late hit on that one look like uh, parker denny was well i thought he was out, out of, of bounds, bounds. too yeah. I, I thought that was completely unnecessary to kind of barrel him through to the sideline there when the play was pretty much over but i mean these cavaliers are just playing with like intensity to factor of 10 like every play i mean they're not letting up at all holy on mitchell they declined the holding penalty. You sure, almost not? never see that unless you have like a 10-yard loss on a play. But <laughs> so I guess it, <laughs> Cavaliers it, want the ball back. Instead of it being, you know, a, a, a second and 20, it's going to be a third and seven. So sure. Third and seven, 8.35 to go. Four receivers set for Trace and Schultz. Third and 10 coming up. Heavy presser, Schultz out to his right and lets it go. Tyler is going to catch it at the line of scrimmage for a gain of zero. So it is a completed pass, and that'll set up another punt. Sabres, his seventh punt tonight, 35-0 Jefferson, 8.24 to go. Uh, looking at some other scores, surprised to uh, look at the Watertown and Pier score. It is now 6-6, six to six. Watertown and Pier tied at 6. This game up in Watertown here with nine minutes to go in the half. We'll keep an update on it. On that potential upset, uh, Sturgis ahead of St. Thomas More, 3-0, early second quarter. Spearfish, we'll see them next week. They're ahead of Belfouche, 27-6 in the second quarter. Tyson Sabres, punt is blocked at the 20-yard line. It's going to come to rest at the 38. So that's Mitchell's going to pick it up at the 38. And Are you kidding me right now? I don't think they blew the you got to blow the whistle, refs. I mean, Mitchell picked it up at the 38-yard line. Play is dead, but I, don't, I think the uh, the referees may have been asleep at the wheel there. you got to blow that thing dead. I think they were just kind of going through the motions there. Yeah, Tate and Sano, the senior 
uh, linebacker for the Cavaliers came in there. Ripped it out. While the ball was kind of coming to a stop, a, a colonel picked it up to kind of, you know, signal that it's down, and he tried to rip it out and run with it, but the referees finally blew the whistle. Taylor Ashley sets up shop in Colonel Territory. First and 10 from the 38 with 8-11 to go. It's 35-0 Jefferson. A couple men in motion. A three-receiver set on the right side. Nobody off left. Quick pass to Wildy. Caught at the 38. Up to the 30. Up the sideline. 20, 15, 10, 5. Oh, was he out of bounds? They're going to call him out. Boy, he just went up that side. That's about as easy as you can get. Again, a couple of these plays, it's not going to be a touchdown. I'm going to put it somewhere around the 25. I mean, but Wildy nearly went untouched. That's about as simple as a play as you can get. Just weaved his way through that Mitchell uh, secondary. We have holding wow. on the Cavaliers, so that's what actually stopped that play from being a touchdown. So it looks like he did stay in, but holding a rare penalty, only the second one to nine, the Cavaliers is going to cost him a touchdown. So this is going to go back to the original line of scrimmage, so holding must have been around 10 yards from the line so we'll do it again i think First. it was out on the edge i mean that's yeah. what ultimately sprung him loose while he was kind of toeing the line there down that right sideline it'll be a one yard holding penalty first and 11 from the 39 if you had that on your bingo card mark first and 11 run up the middle this one tackled at the 35 yard line gain of six on first down for jefferson oh boy that is Ioana. Well, they're going quick. I thought we had maybe a scrum or something happening out there. Oh, well, here's just the second play of the drive. Second and five here from the 35 for Jefferson. Every drive for Jefferson's either gone two or three plays. And this hurry-up offense at this point is kind of a head-scratcher as well. Three receivers to the left. Ioana up the middle. He's going to score. Touchdown, Jefferson. 35 yards out. Nigabo Ioana, 5'8", senior, 42-0, another two-play two drive. drive. Some Someday they're not going to have a two- or three-play drive. This is their seventh drive of the game. They do have one punt, 41 to nothing, 17-15 to go. Mm-mm-mm. I mean... It's just, I mean, it's really impressive what, what they're doing. I mean, the fact that the Colonels forced a punt on their last drive, you know, that says something about the Colonels' defense to hang in there as much as they can. I'm sure Coach will talk about that in the postgame show. But it's just a really impressive Cavalier team. I mean, they've got lots of talent on the field, and they just execute so well. 42-0 Jefferson. PAT is good. 7-15 to go here in the half. Uh, one of the games of the night, number two T area at number three Yainton. Coming up on halftime, Yainton leads 21 to 20. Battle of who is the number two team in double A. Uh, Brookings, they're at Douglas tonight. 20 to nothing Brookings as they get towards the half. And a real barn burner tonight in Huron. Aberdeen Central 7, Huron 0, halftime. Lighting things on fire up north tonight. Well, you know, in Aberdeen Central, we saw them last week, and, you know, they were a desperate team, and they, they got their first win, taking advantage of five Mitchell turnovers, and then, uh, you know, that then they got their first one, you know, and that's, that's all it takes to kind of get you going. You know, the Colonels would love to end their two-game losing streak, you know, to kind of get something going for the the second half of the season here and th that's one thing to be said about the colonels going forward here this is a tough night you know they got to figure out a way to shake this off and you know fix a lot of things but 
you know, the schedule going forward. Winnable games. Very favorable here for the Colonels. they got Watertown, they have Huron, Spearfish and they got Spearfish week. next week. I mean, those are three games the Colonels got to feel like they have a pretty good chance with, and they could be uh, looking at a potential three-game winning streak going mm -hmm. to Brookings that last week. So, you know, he's got to hang in there if you're the Colonels and just keep on playing football. That's why I thought last week was so important to beat Aberdeen so yeah. you don't get that three-game losing streak just for morale. Colonels lose it at the one-yard line. Taken at the five. Colonel's going to start here at the nine-yard line. 7.09 to go. Another again, execution here in these kickoffs. Not very good. That was another one by Hudson Borgen. Took it at the one-yard line. Just uh, couldn't uh, field it cleanly, so he only gets up to the nine. And by the way, we do now have a running clock. Good. In this uh, first half, seven minutes to go until halftime. We played a quarter and a half of football. And it's 42-0 Sioux Falls-Jefferson. I mean, that alone should tell you how good this football now team is. Now the clock has stopped. Why'd we have And now they're going to rewind. No, it is still stopped. They ran off like six seconds. Nobody's looking except us. First and ten for the Colonels at their own nine. A five-receiver set for the first time. Colonels down 42-0. This one a bad snap. Shaw's going to take it. Going to throw it up. He's got Tyler at the 25. Caught up near the 30. Another sure safety turns into a gain of 22. Wow. I mean, what concentration by Shoals just to go get that football, not panic, look downfield, and then find Tyson Sabres out there all by himself. Yeah, Sabres. I mean, what a play by Shoals, and what a great catch by Sabres. One of Mitchell's best plays tonight. Again, that snap uh, from Cayman Max was just a little bit low. Shoals never really had a chance, and getting lucky that wasn't a safety. First and 10 here at the 30. Big 21-yard pass to Tyson Sabres. Four receiver sets for the quarterback, Schultz. Going to roll out to his right, look towards the sideline. This one a bit behind. Oh, man. Behind Bryce Palmer, who's lit up. He's up quickly, but he was absolutely demolished on that play. That was number three, I believe, the strong safety. It was. London Cobb. Cobb is 6'1", senior. Again, on the borderline of was it clean, was it not? Throw was a little bit behind Palmer, but he lit him up and uh, lifted him off the, off the turf. Well, he wasn't going anywhere if he did make that catch. I mean, it would have been a tough grab to make, but just spectacular defense out there by Kolb. 6-11 to go, 42-0 Jefferson in front. This is already the eighth drive of the half for Mitchell. They do have a couple first downs. Second and 10 at their own 30. Scholl's going to keep it himself this time. Fake uh, left, go right. Good carry. Can he get to the outside? Nope, gain of two or three on the play. A lot of running for Scholl's. He was that close to uh, getting a big chunk play, but he'll pick up only three yards on that run up the right side. Yeah, nice job by Scholl's just to make something out of nothing. I mean, doing everything he can just to find somewhere to make a big play and kind of ignite this offense without having to go to improv. I mean, that's that's what's worked so far is two improv plays for the Colonels that were kind of broken at first. Uh, but the Colonels just uh, you know, got to find a way to get something going on first and second down so they don't have to rely on these uh, improv plays. Third and seven from the 33. Three receivers to the left. Shell's looking left. Going to... Throw this one. Parker Denny, I guess, going to catch the ball. Going to be a gain of zero. I am pretty sure that was I mean, was that incomplete. should be a penalty. Yeah, we're going to get a penalty flag. Too much force. I mean, the whistles are blowing, and they kept on, Same you know, guy again, London Cobb. Strong safety. That one would have been a gain of zero. 
Parker Denny kind of picked it off the turf. I'm surprised they called it a catch. Kind of a swing pass in the left side. That'll be a should be a 15-yard personal foul. Unnecessary roughness on Cobb. I mean, I really thought it was incomplete to begin I with. Did, yeah. I don't understand why there weren't whistles blown for a dead ball, but the, these Cavaliers are acting like they they had some bulletin board material or something from the Colonels in their locker room. I mean, they're acting like the Colonels were calling their shot. That's how you see a team react to things like that when another team is trash-talking. But I guarantee you the Colonels had total respect for this team coming into this game tonight. So first and 10, 15-yard penalty. Colonels will have it at their 43. And you want to respect Jefferson and, and, and give them all the credit they deserve. But and, and they're playing hard, but now it's that borderline of this Too is, much. It's unnecessary. You're up 42 nothing. Yeah, I mean, what are you trying to prove? Starters shouldn't be out there anyway, but they are. Screen pass up the middle. Palmer catches it down at the 46. So that'll be a gain of uh, three yards there. A little screen pass up the middle to Bryce Palmer. Again, you want to play hard. You want to play rough. There's been some big hits tonight. Obviously, Jefferson just overmatching Mitchell as they have anybody they played this year. But then there's that, oh, we saw it on that blocked punt. They rip it out of the hands of the curl. I mean, you're not going to get the ball in that ass. That's just unnecessary uh, junk at the end of the play. This is the kind of thing you typically get with, like, a bitter rivalry. And these two teams never see each other. I mean, I'm, I'm And really, I hopefully can never see them again. I, I don't want to see long Jefferson. Time. But uh, yeah, this is again. Just a little bit surprising to see the Cavaliers, you know, going all out like this with the score kind of out of hand. I don't really know what the motivation is, but, you know, this is a little bit disappointing. Scholes falls on the snap. It was a little low. He couldn't quite handle it, so that'll be a loss of six. Third and 13 for Mitchell here at their own 40-yard uh, line as we approach three and a half minutes to go. One of the better drives for Mitchell, aided by that 15-yard personal foul. On London Cobb, the strong safety for Jefferson. Longest play or longest drive in terms of plays for Mitchell. Yeah, this is going to be the seventh play right here. Third and 13. they got to get past uh, midfield. That's nearly intercepted as they were looking for a quick one on the right side to Seamson. That's one A.J.'s got to catch. You know, as Wouldn't have picked much up anyway, likely. But As poorly as this game has gone tonight for the Colonels, the one thing they've actually done well is no turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> in a game like this where it's this lopsided, you think, man, how many turnovers do they have? But they haven't. I mean, it's just been one team outplaying another in every aspect this entire first half. There's been a couple of bad snaps. There's been a couple of plays where he thought there was a safety. A couple of dropped interceptions, but ultimately Mitchell has not turned the ball over. Sabres punts it from the 30. A beautiful punt by Sabres, taken by Fields. He fumbles. Colonel's going to get it inside the 20. They do. Demarius Fields, a beautiful punt by Sabres. He fumbled it. And when you do something like this, this Colonel crowd into it, down 42-0 late in the first half. They want to score. They want to shut Jefferson up. They're excited about it. Yeah, just terrific effort that time by the Colonels to, to get down there and have the presence of mind to see that the return man didn't handle it and jump on it immediately because that's the kind of thing that Jefferson doesn't do for one thing. They rarely make mistakes, but to be there and react that quickly, well done by the Colonel special teamers. Now an extension of this drive. It is a new drive, first and 10 for Mitchell at the 19-yard line of Jefferson, their first play in opponent territory tonight. Scholes under center. He'll pitch it right side to Palmer. Palmer wants to pass. Just throw it out of bounds, young man. That's all right. That's fine on that play, second and ten. And they were double covering A.J. Seamson on that right side. 
Palmer wanted to pull the trigger, but Seamson just wasn't open. By the way, with that uh, turnover from the Cavaliers, I, I, I just have a sense the way this game has been going so far, they kind of poked the bear. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just hope the Colonels can kind of withstand that, what's coming here on this possession by this uh, Cavalier defense to try to get some points. Got four. I mean, you got four downs here. You got it at the 19-yard line. Do something here. 3-11 to go in the half. Colonels have it second and 10. This one run up the middle. Gain of zero, maybe even a loss of one. Body slam was Jagger Tyler. Big time hit. Tyler loses one. And like you said, uh, Jefferson just going to keep the pedal to the metal here up 42 points. Mitchell, they uh, will kick it off so Jefferson gets the ball to start the third quarter. Well, Colonels will have it here at the 20-yard line. Third and 11 coming up next. Off that uh, punt, fumbled punt inside the 20. And that halfback pass, I like that going forward, though. That's been effective. Teams know Mitchell's going to do it now, but can you stop it? Five receiver set for Schultz, make it a four receiver set. Needs to get to the 10-yard line. Quickly throws it up, jump ball left side. Nearly intercepted. We'll have a fourth and 11 up next. A one-on-one coverage left side for A.J. Seamson, but a tough pass right there. That one kind of underthrown, and Jefferson, another one that they nearly pick off. And I like the idea. I like the decision-making by Scholes. Just took a couple of steps back, floated it out there with man coverage. Seamson, he just trusted his guy to go up and try to win this one battle one time to get some points and cash in on this turnover by the Cavaliers. But that time, just great defense again by the Jefferson secondary. We're going to see the first Mitchell field goal attempt of the season. Brendan Rose, he's out there. Brendan Rose is going to set up here for a field goal. This will be a 40. Oh, this will be a 37-yard field goal. Oh, this will be Brendan Rose on the hole. Trayson Schultz, the quarterback, is going to kick it. And now we have a timeout <laughs> called by All right. Coach Van Overshield. He wants to talk this over. So I don't know if Mitchell's actually going to try a field goal here. You've got Brendan Rose, who's their usual kicker for yeah. PATs. you got Sabres, the punter. But the quarterback, Trayson Schultz, he was going to I don't know what type of leg Schultz has, but he was going to try this 37-yard field goal. There's a chance that that was going to be a fake, and they were just kind of doing a new look to try to get Jefferson's defense off the field, you know, take their chances with their special teamers and see if they can catch them sleeping. But a team like this just doesn't take a playoff. You really can't catch them sleeping. That's that's how well-coached and sound a football team they are, and that's why they lead 42-0. A little bit of a, of a breezy day. We got a south wind around 20 to 25, but that wind uh, almost non-existent. Not much wind out there right now. So we'll see if Trayson Scholes is going to actually try a field goal here. Now we're going to get the right thing. Scholes was the kicker. He should be the holder. I don't know what that was. Unless uh, I'm just going crazy. Brendan Rowe is going to try and kick a 37-yard field goal to get Mitchell on the board here. Fourth and 11 with 2.25 to go. See if we can get a good snap and hold. Brennan Rose from 37 yards out. This one going to be just a little short, maybe two or three yards short. It was right on line. That one was almost hit the uh, hit the crossbar. So Brennan Rose short on his first uh, field goal attempt, just barely short. Colonels, uh, again, couldn't take advantage of that muffed punt. So here comes Jefferson, 42-0 with 2.19 to go. Will, will this be their first three-plus play drive? They have to go 80 yards. 
First and ten at the 20, their worst field position. And they're calling a timeout. They should probably take everybody out. Wow. We'll get some scores for you here as Jefferson talks it over. Now let's go to 11B tonight. you got Winter and Bridgewater, Emory, Ethan. They're both off tonight, so the first two teams, uh, top two teams in 11B are off. Uh, Mount Vernon, Plankington, they're up 24-6 at Tri-Valley near the half. Uh, one of the more impressive teams in 11B this season, Elk Point Jefferson. They're up on Flandreau 28 to nothing late first quarter. We talked about Elk Point Jefferson last week and how they had not allowed a point yet. They're now outscoring opponents over 200 to nothing. So the question remains here as we get to the second half of the season, will anybody score on Elk Point Jefferson? They've got some tougher games coming up. Uh, St. Thomas Moore up on Sturgis, 7-3 at the half. That number five team in... Double A uh, Sturgis, and the uh, all uh, all uh, co-op game Woonsocket Wessington Springs Sanborn Central with a 12 nothing lead at the half over Trip Delmont Armor Andy Central Dakota Christian. See what Jefferson does up 42 points with two minutes to go. They'll run it up the middle. Colonels need to tackle, carrying defenders near the 25 yard line. Run on the play for Jefferson. A gain of five. And that'll be uh, number 11 again on the run for Darius. Hurry up offense, up 42-0. Why not? Taylor Ashley back to pass, looking left side. This one complete for a gain of five. Past the sticks, it'll be a gain of 10. Minute 52 to go. Clock will stop as the sticks move. Yeah, I mean, you're up 42-0. You're running a hurry-up offense. Well, and this, these are the conditions that call for the hurry-up offense, you know, for the Cavaliers, and they run it so well. Run to Frederis, left side, busts the tackle to the 40, to the 50, to the 40, stumbles, picks up his feet to the 30, to the 20. Nearly scored on that third play again. It'll be a 46-yard gain there for Camden Frederis. Minute 36 to go. Both this will sides be the fourth play of the drive. Longest drive of the night. <laughs> 42 nothing here with 90 seconds Glasses to go. Glasses very half full yeah. in that moment right there. They're just so explosive. I mean, this Jefferson team has got lots of talent at several positions. It's been a long first half here for the Colonels. Senator Dusty Johnson taking his seat. Impressed, I'm sure. 42 nothing. first and 10 at the 20 of the Colonels. Ashley going to roll out to the right, look end zone, right side. Just out of the hands of Wildy, dives for the pass at the five-yard line near that Colonel sideline. Well, and, and credit the Colonel's defense there. I mean, 42 nothing. they're down right now, and yet the defense is getting some pressure in the backfield on Ashley. So really nice fight here by the Colonels to the end of the first half and did a nice job making that a difficult connection there for Ashley. Second and 10 at the Colonel 20, three receivers to the right. Taylor Ashley in the shotgun. He'll give it off left side. Touchdown from 20 yards out. Running back Camden Frederis, his second tonight. That was a five-play drive. Five plays, 80 yards. 48 to nothing. Jefferson, 121 to go. Got halftime coming up next. We will have a running clock in that second half, so it should go by quickly here as we approach quarter after eight tonight. Band uh, approaching the field, getting ready for their halftime show. We'll get you some more scores here after Erickson's PAT. Up and good. That one was nearly over the scoreboard. 49 to nothing. 
And each kick is down Broadway, yeah. too. I mean, that is a very, very impressive kicker. I mean, I, I hope he does plan on, you know, trying to get on a college roster because, boy, you just don't He's see good. that kind of talent all the time in that position. 11B scores. Jim River ahead of Wagner. 7-0 late first half. Let's go to the nine-man ranks. Uh, Freeman, Marion, Freeman Academy back in the win column with a 44-22 win over Cologne tonight. Parkston looking good. They beat Garrettson 52-0. That game called at halftime. Uh, Hanson also looking good. Hanson over Canastota 20-0. That's your Q1073 game of the week tonight in Alexandria. That one getting close uh, towards half. Couple of matchups in 9A and 9AA with some top five teams going at it. You got Hamlin and Castlewood. Hamlin ahead 27 14. You've got Howard at halftime ahead of Irene Wakanda 29 8. Uh, upset Bruin in Kimball tonight. Number one Gregory ahead of Kimball White Lake at halftime 6 0. Defensive battle. And Kimball White Lake winless on the season, I do believe. Remember the game that they gave Howard? They did. Well, 9-6. Way back in August. Give they can number, play D. Given number one Gregory, number one team in 9A a game tonight, 6-0. Colonels take it here at the goal line with a minute 15 to go. Good return at the 20 to the 25. Down at the 27. Ball's loose. Was it a fumble? Oh, he was down. They're saying he's down. Oh, a nice 27-yard uh, return again. Nice return there by Mitchell and Hudson Borgen. All right, Hudson Borgen not to number 82. Well, Coach you talk nice. about adding insult to major injury. If that would have been called a fumble and Jefferson scoops that up, they're probably in the end zone again because we got 113 left on this first half clock. A nightmarish first half for the Mitchell Colonels. What do we got? Nine. This is their ninth drive. Seven touchdowns. Seven of the eight drives for Jefferson have ended in touchdowns. It was 43-0 Pier a couple weeks ago at half. This one's 49-0 Jefferson. First and 10 for Schultz in the offense at the 28. He'll look to the right, roll out to the right. Got a lot of time, got a lot of time. Going to complete it to Palmer at the 30. He's going to maybe pick up one or two yards on first down. More late hitting by Jefferson because that's what they, what they do. do. That's what they do tonight. And they're playing hard. I mean, I want to give credit yeah. for playing hard as much as I can, but some of it has been noticeably excessive. 49 to nothing, folks. Game's done. Give it up. 45 seconds to go. Colonels here with a couple more plays. Second and nine from the 29. Schultz, long pass completed to Bennett near the 40. That'll be a first down. And if Jefferson's going to play this tough, Mitchell's got to match that. All right, you want to play? You're up 49 to nothing. You're acting like it's a 14-7 game? All right, we can play it like that. Clock runs, 25 seconds to go. First down for Mitchell at the 40. Trying to score here before the end of the half with two timeouts. Scholes will dump it off right side to Parker. Danny could be a big loss. Going to be a loss of a couple yards, and that should be the final play of this first half. Colonels have two timeouts. Uh, no reason to use them here. You're at the 40-yard line. So Parker Denny going to lose one yard on that swing uh, swing out pass, and that's how the first half's going to end. 49 to nothing. Sioux Falls Jefferson, they've scored seven touchdowns on eight drives tonight. Best team in the States, I would have to say so. Pre-Gara, let's see. 
Halftime show coming up next. We'll bring you some more scores, update you on some of the scores, and run down the stats as well. 49-0. Jefferson in front, so we'll see if their starters come out here for the second half. Homecoming for Mitchell. Band about to take the field for halftime. We're back in three minutes. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football tonight on KORN. It is Mitchell football tonight, KORN News Radio. I'm Travis Crin, Sean Michaels to my right. Scores and stats here coming up next. And KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490. Also streaming live on our website right now. You folks listening there at KORNradio.com. You can also download the TuneIn app from the App Store on your phone. And also uh, go back and listen to some of these Colonel games again. We've got an archive on our website as well as uh, on iTunes. So if you want to listen back to some of these uh, Colonel football games, volleyball, basketball, we got Ladies you covered not only on our website, but also on iTunes as well. Sean Michaels with the stats. And Colonels, uh, they, moved the, they, they moved the ball better in that second quarter, picked up a couple first downs. Uh, much better in the second quarter for Mitchell, but obviously complete domination here for Jefferson, up 49 to nothing at the half. It really was, and uh, as we check out these halftime stats, Colonels managing just 67 total yards of offense in that first half of play. Just one yard on the ground, very un-Mitchell Colonel-like. But uh, that's how tough it's been just to find holes inside this uh, Cavalier defense. They have been sound, and uh, Schultz has been sacked several times, and many runs have gone backwards. So that's how they got to one positive yard on the ground in the first half. Passing, Schultz has got 66 yards. A lot of that coming on improv plays. They were very much broken down, but uh, somehow he managed 66 yards on 8 of 19 passing in that first half. So just 67 total yards of offense for the Colonels in the first half of play. Just three first downs in that first half. On the positive side, no turnovers. I do like that. They took care of the football in the first half. No turnovers and no penalties. So well done in those departments by the Mitchell Colonels. Meanwhile, for the Cavaliers, that was pretty much a clinic. Um, they scored on all but one drive in that first half and uh, most of them were three plays or less. I mean, this is a really impressive first half for the Cavaliers. They racked up 332 total yards of offense uh, just in that first half alone, 206 yards on the ground. Uh, Taylor Ashley, very, very efficient, as we mentioned in the pregame show, five out of nine passing, 126 yards and three touchdowns, zero picks. That was a strong first half performance by Taylor Ashley. And... Uh, just six first downs in that first half. It normally doesn't sound like they were able to do much, but they had so many short-scoring drives that they only came away with six first downs. But three penalties for the Cavaliers compared to Mitchell's zero in that first half. But those penalties simply weren't a problem. One turnover also by the Cavaliers in the first half, which led to that short uh, feel for the Colonels, and unfortunately they could not get the field goal to go through, but that was pretty much the only mistake tonight by the Cavaliers was that one fumble on the kickoff or the punt return. Um, otherwise, just a very, very impressive first half by the Cavaliers, and uh, for Mitchell, they won the penalty 
battle, and they won the turnover battle, but pretty much nothing else went their way in that first half. Uh, they have more touchdowns than first downs. Jefferson has seven yes. touchdowns. They have six first downs uh, on the night. So, yeah, Colonel's down 49 to nothing, kind of what, what people expected with this game. So we'll see what happens uh, in the second half. Uh, when Pier was up a couple weeks ago, 43 nothing, they brought their starters out for one play in that third quarter for whatever reason and pulled them. So uh, we will see what uh, head coach uh, Vince Benedetto, uh, former West Central head coach, now in his second year here at Jefferson and uh, former tight end up at SDSU. We'll see what he decides to do here uh, with a 49 to nothing lead this game all but decided. And we will have that running clock here uh, in this uh, third quarter coming up. Take a timeout. Come back with the scoreboard. We're back in three minutes. You're listening to Colonel Football on KORN. Halftime here at homecoming. The band tearing it up. 9.30 to go here in half. It's 49 to nothing. Sioux Falls, Jefferson again. Jefferson with seven touchdowns on eight drives. Uh, Colonels finally picked up a couple uh, first downs late in that second half. They got the ball inside the 20-yard line once on a... uh, Fumbled punts by Jefferson, but Colonel's not able to gain any yards. A couple surprising scores here, Sean, as they look towards the scoreboard. A lot of these games here at halftime like we are. A couple surprising scores tonight. Uh, let's start in double A. Yeah, why not? Good one between Yankton and T area. 21-20 Bucks lead that high-scoring game here at halftime. Uh, Aberdeen Central trying to get their second win. They lead Huron 10 to nothing at this point. Uh, Pier has come to life. They now lead Watertown 27-13 in the first half. St. Thomas Moore leading Sturgis in a defensive battle, 7 to nothing. Brookings blanking Douglas so far, 20 to nothing. And Mitchell's next opponent, Spearfish, on top of Belle Fouche, pretty big so far, 27-6. Moving to Class 11B, Woonsocket, Westington Springs, Sanborn Central, uh, currently shutting out Trip Delmont Armor, Andy Central, Dakota Christian, 12-0. Sioux Valley leading McCook Central Montrose, another defensive battle, 6-0. Sioux Valley leads that game. Mount Vernon Plankenton thumping Tri-Valley tonight, 32-6 so far. Jim River uh, so far shutting out Wagner, 7-0. Moving to Class 9AA, Hanson, a really good-looking football team this year. They lead Canastota 20-0. I mean, a much different Canastota team this season. Howard, number one team, they lead Irene Wakanda 35-8 so far tonight. We just talked about Kimball Whitelake and how good they are defensively. They are trailing Gregory only six to nothing uh, as they head towards halftime. Parkston all over Garrison tonight. That's final fifty-two to nothing for the Trojans tonight. Uh, and Bonham is uh, laying a beat down on Plattgettis, a team that won it all last year, thirty-five to six. Bonham, and then uh, a good game in Class Nine B. Corsica Stickney leading Avon in a good back and forth game, twenty-two to twenty. Jaguars late in that game, approaching halftime. So that game looks like it's going down to the wire. That should be a good one to watch here tonight. And that uh, Hanson and uh, Canastota game, you can listen to that here with Clint Greenway and Scott Giblin over on Q1073. And uh, Clint kind of talking to some of the coaches there at Canastota. And uh, they were number one for the first couple of weeks. And it's surprising to see uh, Canastota, I think, now at two and three. I think they'd yeah. be two and four if they lose that. I think they're down to like 20 players. They said they started the year with 28 uh, in 9A. They had that Canastota Freeman co-op for these past couple of years. 
Now Freeman, uh, they break off to join Freeman, uh, Marion, and Freeman Academy. So they could use a little bit of depth at this point. Uh, numerous injuries. They're down about eight players. So if you're looking at why Canastota is struggling, always one of the, the top teams in 9A uh, injuries have hit uh, Canastota pretty hard uh, this season. But, uh, again, we saw Hanson and Parks in there a couple weeks ago. Pretty exciting 8-6 game uh, with, you know, those two touchdowns being scored. But uh, you, you like the depth of 9-double-A. You've got uh, Hanson at number four, and they may even be better than that. You've got Parkson at number five. They're a really good team. And you've got Howard uh, there. They won it all in 9A last year, and they bump up to 9AA. Uh, so it's not going to be Platt Geddes this year. They won it the last two years, uh, unlikely to make it three in a row. So uh, between Howard and Parkston and Hanson, and uh, you've got Wall. They're a quality team. Uh, uh, we, we know a lot of these classes. There's a Peer. There's a Jefferson. There's a winner. You expect those teams to probably win it all. In 9AA, I'd still say Howard's the favorite, but I don't think it's going to be easy for Howard as they get uh, deeper into the playoffs here coming up in a, in a month I, or two. Yeah, I mean, Howard's a, a good football team. They've had a few close calls so far this year, including Kimball Whitelake, uh, but I would love to see Howard play a Hanson or a Parkston in the playoffs. I would love to see what happens in that matchup. I mean, I'd love to see Hanson and Parkston do battle again in the playoffs. I mean, that was a really hard-fought game, and that's about as exciting a game as you can have with that low of a score, 8-6 to six being the final score. But uh, don't sleep on Canastota. I know they're having mm -hmm. a down year, but you have to think about Come all the success time. they've had in the last few years. That is a good football program. They play good, sound football, fundamentally sound and pretty much every game they play in and yeah you know, as the season gets going they get things figured out you can't sleep on them when the postseason gets here and you've got the the polls the top five polls that come out every monday but it comes down uh to where the seed points are so even if we think howard should be number one they may not be number one when it comes down to where they are seated right even if they go undefeated right now the number one team in power points in nine double a is elkton lake benton mm. they're having a good year at five and oh You've got Hamlin and Howard both at 5-0. They both have 45.2 seed points, so Hamlin and Howard tied for that two seed. You've got Hanson as the four seed. You've got a very good team out west in Wall, who nearly beat Howard last year in the semifinals. Wall is the five seed. Parkson the six, Bonhomme the seven, a seven. Platt Geddes, they're the ninth seed, so they take the uh, the top 16 teams there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you just, it, I think it's going to come down to matchups. Howard, Hanson, Wall, Parkson, you got some teams up north there in Hamlin and Elkton Lake Benton uh, in 9AA. So I think a lot of that, I mean, that's, that's a, a class that goes five or six deep. So it just kind of depends on. Uh, who's going to match up? You could have a, a state uh, final quality matchup in a semifinal, depending on uh, where those seeds end up. Yeah, and, and that's what you want to see is the best teams playing each other when you get down to those semifinal matchups. I mean, you kind of figure, you know, the first round, those first couple of Thursdays, a lot of you end up having a lot of one-sided games because there are two teams that don't see each other much, and one team typically has more talent at the time. But... Once you get down to those semifinal rounds and then, of course, championship time, you, you get some really good football. So I think, yeah, when it comes to Class 9AA, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to when they get to playoff time and 
uh, late October when you really find out mm -hmm. who the best teams are. I think that's going to be one of the best classes to watch in the postseason. Excited to do those games. We'll probably have a couple of those on Corn Country or Q107, and uh, we'll probably be following Bridgewater, Emory, Ethan as well. They're uh, number two in the poll. So, yeah, a lot of action, a lot of area teams from 11B and especially 9AA uh, in the mix this year. We'll take a time out here. Halftime show continues. We'll uh, revisit our uh, interview with Bryce Palmer, the uh, senior running back and uh, quarterback for Mitchell. Bryce Palmer with our Meet the Colonel segment. Uh, we are back in 60 seconds. It's Bryce Palmer, Meet the Colonels, up next. Second half, just uh, moments away. Travis Grins and Shawn Michaels at Joe Quinnell Field tonight. Homecoming for Mitchell. They trail 49 to nothing. The Colonel's going to kick it off here from the 40-yard uh, line. So, Shawn, we want to see uh, what Mitchell can do in this second half. We want to see if Jefferson plays their starters. No reason to. They could have pulled them after the first quarter, but they kept them in there. So we'll see about the, the sportsmanship aspect of this. Brennan Rose kicks it off right to left. It'll uh, be caught in the air at the 25-yard line, up near the 40, past the 42. Again, good field position for Jefferson. It really hasn't mattered where Jefferson has started, but, boy, that, that field position has just been outstanding. Tonight about half their drives have started on the colonel side of the 50. And uh, looks like those starters are out there. we got number seven at quarterback. Yep, you do, I think. I believe so. Yep, you got Taylor Ashley at quarterback, so Jefferson with the ones still out there. Clock's going to run here. Is this going to go by quick? 11.20 to go and counting. First snap of the quarter. Right up the middle, off the left side. Gain of about three on first down. Good stop by this Colonel defense. There was Yana out there going off that left side, and that time the Colonels had really good pursuit and body slammed him after a short gain. I mean, good intensity shown by the Colonels in this first play. Yeah, if you're Mitchell, you just want to play better. That's all there is to it. Absolutely. Nothing. Second and seven from the 44. Jefferson, see if they slow it down a bit. Shotgun for Taylor Ashley with three receivers to the right. Or in their all-white uniforms tonight. Ashley back to pass, deep over the middle, over through his intended targets. Robert Hutchinson, the 6'1 senior. Near the 20-yard line again. Ashley's been him, and he's, he's a very good quarterback, awesome athlete. He's missed a couple throws tonight. That one of you know, a good 40-yard throw in the air. But, I mean, Hutchinson was open. A perfect throw. Oh, yeah. Or even less than a perfect throw. That's a touchdown. But Yeah, just got to put a little bit more air under it because Hutchinson had the the secondary beat. He got behind two defenders, and yeah, if Ashley just uh, puts a little bit more air under that, that's going to be another walk-in touchdown here for the Cavs. Third and eight uh, for Jefferson here. Two minutes gone by already. Ball at their own 44. Man in motion. They'll give it up here. Colonels will get a stop on third down. Gain of zero. Joanna up the middle. So a good stop here. Third down. Colonels uh, force a punt for the second time tonight. Good sign. I mean, that's a, that's a solid start for the Colonels to be going after it there on the ground game that has pretty much had their way with this Colonel defense uh, this entire game so far. And they got lucky on that incompletion, but the Colonels will take it. Any break like that, they will take in this game. 
Colonels returner sets up at the 20 yard line. 49-0 here, coming up on 9.20 to go in this third quarter. We'll have a running clock here for the rest of the half. High snap, Colonels really don't rush anybody on the punt. Punt bounces at the 25, it's taken at the 20. Up to the 30, gain of about 10 yards for Lucas Bennett. So first and 10 for Trayson Scholes in this offense. Again, Mitchell with a loss here. They'll be at one and four with just four games left in the regular season. At Spearfish next week, you have to win that game. You are better than Spearfish. That is a long trip out west. We'll be there. Long four and a half, five hour bus ride. It's an all day sort of thing. So you want to go out there, beat Spearfish, and kind of turn this season around. Yeah, and you got a three game stretch coming up here. It's very favorable for them. Under center, Scholes in the shotgun. He'll pitch it left side. Plenty of room to run here at the 35 for Parker Denny. First down at the 40. I've been singing the praises of this sophomore, Parker Denny, for the last couple weeks, and he's got some good uh, good playing time at the end of some of these games that have gotten out of control. Game of 11. So this is a chance here for Parker Denny with Mick Daly out again tonight. Now give, give Parker Denny you know, a half dozen carries here. See what he can do. Uh, that, uh, that that football, that Iverson football and Culver certificate player of the game, very much up for grabs. Gain of 11 for Parker Denny. They'll give it up the middle. Here's Jager Tyler near midfield. Another good run. First down for Mitchell. Back-to-back runs of 10, 11 yards. Jager Tyler now up to the 49-yard line in Jefferson territory for a first down. So Jill Jefferson probably going to take the uh, kind of slow things down here. But if you're if you're Mitchell. I mean, the goal here should be score every every time you got the ball. You're probably going to have four, maybe five possessions in the second half with this running clock. You try to score every time here. First and ten from the Jefferson 49. Two first downs on two plays for Mitchell. Bryce Palmer in motion. They fake the pitch. Scholl's going to heave it deep in the middle of the field. A lot of white shirts there. Another uh, incompletion, another dropped interception. Good defense there by the receiver, A.J. Simpson, to play a little bit of a defensive back. Heavy pressure from that defensive line. You know, Schultz has been very fortunate to, to, not, to not be picked off here tonight. Yeah, I mean, he kind of forced that one a little bit. He was trying to put that ball in a spot where only Simpson could get to it, but he ended up having to be a defender on that play because the, de- the DB actually had a pretty good beat on it. I thought it was going to be picked off, but fortunately it was incomplete, so... Nice job by Seamson just to preserve this possession. 6.40 to go. Colonel trailing 49-0, first and 10 near midfield. They give it to Parker Denny on that left side. Another good healthy run of about six on second down. Just a, a little pitch left side near the Colonel side of the field. So uh, Parker Denny, a couple of nice runs here. That sets up a third and manageable, third and four at the uh, 43-yard line. Yeah, I'm with you. I like how Parker Denny runs. Runs hard. I mean, good, good, strong runner, runs with purpose. He digs his foot into the grass, makes that cut, and he's in go. And uh, that was a really nice run there. And, and that's what the Colonels have been needing all night is good, you know, little chunk plays at a time to move this football down the field. And now they're in Cavalier territory. Halfway through this third quarter already, Colonels in four yards on third down. Shows back to pass. There you go. It wide open. Jager Tyler to the 40, to the 30, up the near sideline to the 15, to the 10, inside the 10. Another uh, heavy pressure by the defensive line. 
Schultz sets up that screen. There was nobody by Jager Tyler. He's, uh, he gains 35 yards on a big third down. Beautifully done by the Colonels, and what patience shown by Schultz as he had to wait and wait on that play while the defense was bearing down on him. And uh, he just floated that pass out there perfectly so that uh, he could get under it. I mean, really nice touch on that pass when he's under duress. And a big, big play the Colonels have been waiting for all night long. First and goal for Mitchell. First time tonight at the Jefferson 8s. Under five minutes to go in this third quarter. 49-0 Cavaliers in front. See if Mitchell can score here. Avoid the shutouts. Scholes under center. He'll give it up the middle. Tyler busting it out right. Loses his footing. Gain of zero on the play. Tyler had something on that right side, just uh, couldn't get his feet under him, stumbled, uh, picked up uh, zero yards on first and goal. Yeah, good pursuit that time by the Cavalier defense, and that play really just didn't get off to a good start. And uh, Tyler fortunate to hang on to that football because he was greeted by a whole pack of Cavalier defenders out there. And this is the best-looking drive by the Colonels here on the night. This is the best that they've gotten down the field. I mean, they have not been inside the 10-yard line all night, so Colonel's got to find a way to get some points here. 4.15 to go in the third. Second in goal, gain of one. Second in goal from the seven. Shoals looking right side. Fade, that's out of the end zone incomplete. Looking for A.J. Simpson in that back right corner. Again, four down territory. Colonel's got a couple shots here to punch it in. We saw him attempt a 37-yard field goal, so maybe they'll... Uh, Try a field goal here. They are on the right hash, so we'll see what Colonels, uh, the Colonels do. Uh, third and goal from the seven. That shows that time just trying to put it out there where only Seamson can get it. I think if he throws a little bit sooner, it's actually got a chance to be reeled in, but, you know, his timing's been a little bit off tonight with this terrific Cavalier defense. Three and a half minutes to go. Shoals back to pass. Third and goal from the seven. has got to get rid there of it. it does. Is. Touchdown, Colonels. From seven yards out. Palmer, a great catch in the end zone. And Bryce Palmer with the reception. 3.30 to go. Clock will stop here. 49-6. to Mitchell gets on the board. Third touchdown pass of the season here for Trayson Schultz. And he'll get the PAT. Brendan Rose on for the point after. So Colonel's great drive here to start off the second half. And three and out on defense. I mean, terrific yeah. start to the second half by the Colonels after getting completely outplayed in that first half. I like what they've shown here to start this third quarter. Rose, PAT is good. 49-7, Jefferson, the lead cut to 42. 3.30 to go in the third. We're back in 60 seconds on KORN. Bit of a squib kick. Colonels nearly come up with it. Uh, Jefferson gets it at the 34-yard line. Mitchell, uh, kind of a squib kick. Wasn't really an onside kick. The ball went a good 25 yards down the field. Mitchell almost recovered that. That would have been cool. But uh, Jefferson, they do uh, get on it. Gain of zero. First and 10 here at the 34-yard uh, uh, line. So you don't think that was a surprise onside that time by the No, I think it was just like Colonels. a squib kick to, I do too. to maybe see if something like that were to happen. And <laughs> it did happen, and then Mitchell nearly got that ball It was right a really back. nice idea. I mean, that yeah. ball was kicked in a, in a really nice spot where the Cavaliers really had to jump on that the last second just to keep this possession. Got a new quarterback in there for Jefferson. Taylor and Ashley, his night is done. Big run up the middle, past uh, the 50, tackled at the 40 four-yard line. That's a big 20-yard gain for the uh, new running back for Jefferson as well. 
quarterback is uh, Ethan Swenson, number one. He's a sophomore, six feet 140. He may be the quarterback next year as a junior. Big run there on first down. Now in Colonel territory, first and 10 for Jefferson at the Mitchell 44. Another gaping hole up front there for that Cavalier offensive line. They've been doing that all night. Three receivers set for Swenson in the shotgun. Quick pass right side. Ooh. That's complete to it's dropped. Jensen Hieronymus. Hieronymus drops it. Had some room to run there. Ethan Swenson's pass. And we've seen this a lot from Jefferson, just quick passes. Mm-hmm. And you, there's really no defense for that. Your, your defensive bass can play close, and they got a tackle. But, again, not much to their offense. I mean, pretty simple, honestly. Yeah, in that first half, there really wasn't anything fancy. That was a straight-up power football. We're coming right at you, and shoving this football down your throat and they were very effective at it 90 seconds to go in the third 49-7 Jefferson Swenson going to give it up the middle number 31 is going to pick up three yards on second down number 31 Sam Glashaw Glashaw a 5-8 sophomore so we are seeing some of those sophomores some of those folks that did not go to Roosevelt some of those freshmen from last year is and Jefferson, always interesting to see what's going to happen with Metro football and Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls football, obviously, this has hurt Sioux Falls Roosevelt a lot. Uh, they're winless on the season, and Jefferson is 4-0. It's Roosevelt just, just became too big. Minute to go here in the third quarter. Third and eight for Jefferson. Man in motion. Swanson looking right side. This one nearly picked off. Throw was well behind the intended targets. Kind of short hopped the uh, the Mitchell defensive back. So Mitchell uh, going to force another three and out. And Caden uh, Killian for Mitchell, the senior closest one to the ball. So I guess they did get a first down. So a four-play drive ends in a punt here for Jefferson. They will kick it off here from the 45-yard line, their own 45. That was Jensen Hieronymus, the uh, Jefferson wide out there that did not grab that pass. It was kind of behind him. You know, the quarterback and receiver were just not on the same page that time, and he dropped that other pass on that uh, quick screen out to the right, and I think that's just chalking that, that up to not much playing time like the starters have. They just don't have that same rhythm that Ashley has with his receivers. And that'll be a quick third quarter. Colonel score once, and they force a punt. 49-7 to seven with that running clock. Colonels will get the ball back here as we'll take a timeout. End of the third quarter. Colonels down 49-7. Fourth quarter up next in one minute on KORN. Jefferson with a fourth and eight. They'll punt it near midfield. Another good punt. Fair catch called for. The ball bounces, though, inside the five-yard line. And looks like Mitchell going to... Have a long field here, their second drive of the second half. First and 10 for the Colonels at their own five. And how great would that be if they can do what they did in the last drive? I mean, finish this game strong. I mean, nothing would feel better to the Colonels after a disastrous first half than to go down the field again in the second half, get more points, and just feel good about something yep. on a night where you're completely outplayed by a team that is, you know, the best in challenging the for as as uh, yeah a championship just finish this game strong so colonels off to our left run right up the middle gonna gain a couple yards here on first down do we got a new quarterback out there as well we do it's number 16 a lucas chenoweth 
First time we've seen Chenoweth this season. Junior quarterback, 5'10", 160. So we'll get you some names here. Lucas Chenoweth, your new quarterback for Mitchell. Gain of one on first down. Again, going to go by quickly here with that clock. Continuing to run, it's only going to stop on scores. 10.40 to go. Chenoweth hands it off left side. Uh, maybe a loss of one on that play. <laughs> That's Denny trying to get something out there, but, boy, that Cavalier defense pretty much knew what that play was going to be because the half of that defensive line was out there when Denny was trying to turn that corner. Yeah, a chance for Jefferson when – I mean, Jefferson has blown everybody out. They played Harrisburg. They were preseason number one. They blew them out. So a chance for those sophomores to get some playing time here and some varsity action. Ten minutes to go, third and 11 for Mitchell at the six-yard line. Chenoweth going to go right side, going to pass it this time deep. 20-yard line, was that caught? And it was, and it was pass interference defensively. Look at Sabres out there pulling in the pass with blanket coverage on him at the 25-yard line. Great effort by Sabres. If they decline this penalty here, they'll pick up uh, nearly 20 yards on third down. Chenoweth with a nice pass. Yeah, I mean, he put that into a very, very small window and stepped into the throw. That's what you got to have for an accurate throw. And nice connection out there on that right sideline between him and Sabres. I think uh, Mitchell declined this penalty here. And in the high school rings, what, a 10-yard penalty on uh, pass interference, not the spot of the ball. So number 80 for Jefferson picks up the penalty, pass interference. It will be declined. Uh, Demarius Fields, we've seen him return punts tonight. Just the seventh first down on the night for the Colonels. Nine minutes to go. 49-7, first and 10, Mitchell at the 25. Chenoweth going to run right side, going to get to the 30, blow over oh. his defender near the 33-yard line. You Cheno- talk about hard runners, that was a pretty good-looking run, too, there by the backup quarterback. Lucas Chenoweth, again, that quarterback spot for next year, up for grabs with the uh, Shoals being a senior. We will see who that quarterback is. We've, tri- we've seen Tristan Jellius a couple times this season. We've seen uh, Easton Schlimgen. They're a couple of sophomores, but I'm liking what I'm seeing here. Uh, three plays of Chenoweth. I like it. Yeah, that's that's leadership shown there by the junior QB. Chenoweth run uh, left side, trying to get that first down. They need two yards. Going to lose a maybe one yard oh, here on second down. Did that ball come loose? Uh, he's down. Run uh, on the play. That was number 45, Noah Gruenstein. He's a sophomore running back, so Gruenstein. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage, gain of zero. Third and two for the Colonels here at their own 33. This only their second drive of this half as there's only eight minutes to go in this ball game. Got player of the game here. We'll talk with Coach Van O as well. Got that Culver certificate for the value basket plus our mini game ball from Iversons. There was some movement on that defensive front. Mitchell going to take it for a first down. That was Chenoweth on a quarterback keeper. I mean, he was leaning into the line as he was squatting down to get that snap. It was obviously go on first sound, and he just bulldozed his way over the middle of that Cavalier defense and got three or four yards. Yeah, that's a quarterback sneak. I think it's the first time we've seen it tonight. Lucas Chenoweth with that first down gains... About three yards, first and ten, another first down for the Colonels here at their own 36-yard line. This kid's pretty fun. I mean, he's showing us something here in just this one possession. He may get a football tonight. We'll see. Chenoweth, snap, throw right to left side, complete, first down. 
Makes a couple guys miss. Gain of 12 on first down. Complete to Hudson Borgen. Chenoweth. Nice throw to the left. To Borgen, kind of in the process of his route. 6.45 to go. Colonels trying to score for the second time tonight. First and 10 at their own 48. Boy, was that a good-looking throw. I mean, good, decisive throw. Step back. Fired at his target, a bullet pass right between the four and the two. Nice-looking throw. Shotgun for Chenoweth. Man in motion, four receivers set. Chenoweth going to give it up the middle. Quarterback draw. He's going to pick up about five yards. Man, he runs hard. On first down, so Lucas Chenoweth making a late case here for player of the game. I mean, wow. And I mean, it's four, when it's 49 nothing in that first half, you kind of look at uh, this second half right here and... As of this moment, I may give it to him. I just love his energy. I mean, he runs so hard on every play, and now he's briefly coming out of this game. But, boy, what a nice showing here on this drive by Chenoweth. Six minutes to go. Second and five. Colonels now in Jefferson territory. New quarterback out there. Second and five from the Jefferson 47. Pass right side deep. They've got Sabres. Catches it again at the 25. With pass interference. They'll decline that again. He's out of bounds at the 19. New quarterback is Easton Schlimgen, the sophomore, six feet 170. Backup quarterbacks for Mitchell showing out. And how about Sabres? Yeah, he's making a case as well. A couple nice catches for him. Uh, two of his catches pass interference defensively, but he's still tough enough to make the catch. Boy, that was a really nice-looking throw, just kind of stepping back and firing a pass down that right sideline, and the defender lost the ball. He had no idea where it was. That's why the flag came out, and, you know, Despite all that, Sabres making a really nice catch with a guy draped on him and getting another big play here for the Colonels. 49-7. Mitchell looking to score for the second time tonight under five minutes to go. Shotgun for Easton Schlimgen here inside the 20. Gives it up the middle to Gruenstein. Gruenstein going to pick up about three yards as we approach four and a half minutes to go. Heck of a drive here by the Colonels. This started back at their own 15-yard line. This is going to be the ninth play on this drive. Or was it the five? Was that the five or the 15? 15? I got the 15 on my yep, stat yep, sheet yep. here, unless the penalty backed him up. But, I mean, either way, this is a really good-looking drive here by the Colonels in this fourth quarter. Just mixing it up, a little bit of run, a little bit of pass, and just really good energy by this offense here. Yeah, and this is Mitchell backups against Jefferson backups. So it's not to ones versus twos. It's twos versus twos. Second and six at the 18, kind of a delayed run uh, loss here, fighting for some yards. They're going to maybe get back to the line of scrimmage, kind of a jumbled play right there. Wasn't very clean on the handoff. Parker Denny loses, a, loses one on second down. And there's just not much up the middle. There really hasn't been all night except for those, you know, runs by Gruenstein, or excuse me, Chenoweth right up the middle at the quarterback spot. They just got really good push up front on those quarterback keepers, but... Uh, for the most part, this Cavalier defense has not allowed anything through the middle. Third and seven, Colonels inside the 20 at the 17. Four receivers set. Schlimgen's got to go to his left, got to get rid of it. Uh, he is finally going to get rid of it. He was nearly sacked at the 20, but he did get the ball out in time. Fourth and seven coming up next. May have had a receiver open there on the uh, left side of the field, but Colonel's going to go for it here. 3-18 to go. This might be the last play for the Colonels tonight. They turn it over here. Jefferson probably just going to run the clock out with a couple of kneel downs. Three minutes to go, running clock. 
See if Mitchell can extend this pretty impressive drive. Fourth and seven for Schlimgen at the 17. He'll go back to a four receiver set. Some pressure, a bad snap. Schlimgen going to get it, and he's going to be down. That'll be it. Yeah, his, his knee was down when he tried to pick up that oh. football to run with it, and that's where they blew it dead. But the Cavaliers just had great penetration in the backfield anyway, so really wasn't a whole lot to work with after he got that snap. Low snap, and that'll be it for the Mitchell offense. But promising drive though I mean I think you have to have a little bit of optimism about the future yeah. with some of those players that were just in there really like what I saw from Chenoweth on that drive yeah Tyson Sabres uh, plays a little linebacker and he's seen some time at receiver this season but uh, Sabres uh, he's only a junior he'll probably be a starter next season Colonel scrambling here defensively 214 to go Jefferson in the shotgun first and 10 at their own 23 They'll run this clock out. Colonel just got to tackle and stop him. Big run up the right sideline to the 40 near the 50-yard line. Colonel's got to be careful not to give up a score here. That was number 23, Owen Ward, with a big 27-yard run at the 50. And that's the offensive line just uh, doing work again. We've been seeing that all night on the ground from these Cavaliers, and that was just really good execution that time on first down. At the 49-yard line, a yard shy of midfield. Three receiver set, shotgun for Jefferson. Ethan Swenson still in there, the backup. Another handoff up the middle, now up the left side, past midfield, tackled at the 42-yard line, a host of curls there on the tackle. And running back there for Jefferson, number 26. 26, that's... That is Kaleo Leongola, the sophomore. Leongola couple of carries. He had the big run previously. Probably two more plays left in this game. 49-0 Jefferson. Your post-game show up next. Homecoming for Mitchell. Minute to go. Need to run about two more plays. Second in uh, at the 47. They hand it off right side to the motion man. Big run. 40, 30, 20. Got to stop him here down at the 10-yard line. Number 85 that guy again, Jensen Hieronymus. Big run up the right sideline. Gain of 35. So we'll have 30 seconds to go. Let's see if they have to run one more play. They might have to and see if they take an E. Honestly, take an E. Victory formation is in your playbook for a reason. Just take a knee, shake hands. That'll be it. They're coming to the sideline. That line. should do it. I think it will. So yeah, that will they be will. your final. And they have the ball at the 11-yard line, and both teams walk off the field, and we're done. 49-7. to Sioux Falls Jefferson, to me and probably to you, look like the best team. They do. In the state, they're better than Pierre. I know Pierre's a double-A team. They've been very good for a long time, but uh, this Sioux Falls Jefferson team is on another level. They will take on number two, uh, O'Gorman, coming up next week. Interested to see how that matchup goes. 49-7. to Jefferson, as advertised tonight, they blow out Mitchell here at homecoming. Still got some scores, some final stats for you as well, and we're going to decide who uh, who wins player of the game. Got a lot of debate. Mm. We may ask Coach again, just who do you think deserves it? He, he, he would uh, know far better than we would. At the Culver's value basket given to our player of the game. Thanks to Culver's for that. Plus, uh, we also have this mini football. Yes, an actual football uh, from Iverson Auto. Nice little keepsake you can put on uh, your mantle. We've given it to, to Jager Tyler. We gave it to A.J. Simpson. Simpson, uh, the first two-time winner 
Forgot to mention, mention it in the uh, pregame show, but uh, Trayvon Austell, defensive end last week for Mitchell, had five tackles for loss and two sacks. So he could have been a contender as well. But uh, we'll talk to Coach Van O, get you some scores from around the state as well. 49-7. Jefferson, your winners tonight. They improved to 5-0. Colonels now at 1-4. We're back in three minutes. Your postgame show up next. Travis Krins and Shawn Michaels here tonight uh, just after 9 o'clock. It's Colonel football. Colonels lose 49-7 here to Sioux Falls Jefferson. Let's give you some scores from around the state. It was close between number one, Pier and Watertown. It is no longer close. Uh, Pier leads Watertown tonight, 40-13. That one late in the third quarter. Uh, Sturgis, they're number five. They've can, kind of been trading that number five spot in the polls with Mitchell here through the first month of the season. Sturgis in another close one. They lead uh, St. Thomas Moore 10-7 uh, in the fourth quarter out west tonight. Uh, Spearfish will see them next week out west. Is Spearfish going to pick up a win as they lead Belfouche 40-6 late in the third quarter? Uh, looks like T-Area going to be victorious. Uh, Pier is the number one team. I would say T-Area is number two. And then you would put Yankton in that number three spot. Uh, number two, T-Area with a 38-28 uh, near victory versus Yankton. Uh, tonight looks like Yankton has the ball late with under a minute to go. Uh, T-Area up by 10. They should hang on to win that one. Uh, fourth best team in AA, you would probably say it's Brookings. They defeat Douglas tonight out west, 40-6. to And the number five spot, who knows? Sturgis, Aberdeen, Mitchell, take your pick. Uh, Aberdeen Central leading Huron 24-7. That one in Huron tonight, that one nearly a final. So Aberdeen Central, they're going to pick up their second win of the season. Let's check the uh, AAA scoreboard. Uh, Brandon Valley, they defeat uh, Rapid City Stevens 33-20. Uh, number four, Harrisburg, they keep Roosevelt winless with a 35-0 shutout victory. Looks like the game of the night in AAA was number two, O'Gorman, defeating number three, Lincoln, 35-28. And coming up tomorrow at Howard Wood, it'll be Rapid City Central taking on Sioux Falls, Washington. Uh, in 11-8 tonight, a shootout in Lennox. Uh, Lennox trailing number three, Beersford, 41-35. That one's still eight minutes to go uh, in the fourth quarter. My West Central team still at number one. They should be next week as well. West Central, they defeat number four, or they're ahead of number four, Canton, 34-6 early in the fourth quarter tonight. And number two, Del Rapids, with a 37-6 win over Millbank. And in 11B tonight, your finals, Woonsocket, Westington, Spring, Sanborn Central with a 25-0 shutout of Trip Delmont Armor, Andy Central. Uh, Jim River up 19-0 on Wagner, that one with a minute to go in the fourth. Uh, Sioux Valley uh, leading McCook Central Montrose, 14-12. That game still hasn't been updated since the half. And uh, Mount Vernon Plankington, they're still undefeated. They win at Tri-Valley tonight, 32-6. And Elk Point Jefferson finally gives up the points for the first time this season. EPJ, they defeat Flandreau, 61-7. 
final stat, Sean. Uh, what does it look like or any other uh, nine-man scores? Let's start with the stats. Yeah, let's get to some uh, nine double-A scores real quick before we check the stats. Hanson leading Canastota 26-6. Final. Yep. That's a final now. Howard on top of Irene Wakanda 56-22. Uh, Gregory blanking Kimball Whitelake 26 to nothing now. Parkston, we told you, beating Garrettston, no problem, 52 nothing. And Bonham taking care of Platgetta's 42 to 6. And Corsica Stickney leading Avon. This might be the game of the night. 36 28 Jaguars leading Avon late in that game. So that's a pretty good one there in class 9B tonight. Meanwhile, we check out some uh, full game stats for both teams. We start with. Uh, the Mitchell Colonels, they end up with 217 total yards of offense after having just 67 at halftime. Just 51 total yards on the ground, but they did kind of get something going in the second half finally after just one yard rushing in that first half. And then uh, 166 yards passing. Uh, Trayson Scholes had 133 of it going 12 out of 25 in tonight's game. And the one touchdown pass to get the Colonels on the board in that uh, second half to Palmer. Uh, first downs, the Colonels actually did manage 10 first downs in this game, but a lot of that coming in this second half, and they finally got the offense going with the uh, second stringers. And uh, so Colonels finishing with 217 total yards, and i got to give them credit, no penalties in this game nice. and no turnovers. So that is definitely something I think the coach can focus on is that these guys are up against a really good football team, and they did not make those kind of mistakes. Clean football, no turnovers, no penalties here tonight for homecoming against these Cavaliers. And now we take a look at Sioux Falls Jefferson. 426 total yards here tonight, 300 on the ground. I mean, the, the offensive line was fantastic tonight for these they, Cavaliers. And it feels like they didn't run the ball. I mean, they, don't just, they just didn't run many plays in general just because they scored, they scored so quickly. Yeah, they had so many big plays of like 30 and 40 yards in this game. And two and three play scoring drives in that first half so a lot of that rushing came on big chunk plays for these Cavaliers as they built their lead uh, 300 on the ground 126 yards through the air by quarterback Taylor Ashley he finishes five and nine three touchdowns and no picks that's a solid play tonight for their starting quarterback who you know clearly has a ton of talent and I think is you know going to take this team and uh, far take this team into the late Dakota late Dome. stages yeah of of the playoffs you're probably going to be in the dakota dome if he keeps playing like that uh cavaliers finishing with 10 first downs and a lot of that coming in the second half because they had so many quick strike drives in that first half they just didn't need to move the chains much they had so many uh, uh big plays in that first half but 10 first downs and they did have uh three penalties in this game some of that coming to chippiness in that first half of play uh but again Cavaliers offense, 426 yards of total offense, and they did have one turnover on that punt. They gave Colonels a short field, but uh, they could not take advantage and get some points. So Cavaliers just dominant tonight. 300 yards on the ground, 126 through the air, compared to the Colonels' 217 total yards of offense here tonight at Joe Quinto Field on homecoming night. But I really did like the last impression that the mm -hmm. Colonels left here in that second half, not giving up until four quarters are completed. One and four, Mitchell now on the season, and uh, Pierce number one, T is number two. Uh, you've got uh, Yankton at three, 
You've got Brookings at four, and it is just kind of a dogfight for that number five spot. Yeah. You've got Mitchell. You've got Aberdeen. Uh, you would put maybe Watertown in that mix. Uh, Spearfish with a win tonight. Spearfish, they've got two wins. Uh, Sturgis, they're only up 10-7 versus St. Thomas Moore. I think I'd probably put uh, maybe Sturgis as the favorite to get that five seed. But uh, Mitchell, they've got those games as we've been talking about. Again, they'll be at Spearfish next week. They've got Watertown at home here in two weeks. They've got the big game versus Huron in three weeks, and then they finish up against Brookings. So a uh, chance for Mitchell to get on a bit of a winning streak. It starts uh, maybe next week uh, out west versus Spearfish. Reaction to the action up next. A head coach, Kent Van Overshield, joins us. Uh, you knew Jefferson was good. They're just kind of on a different level. They're just uh, probably the best team in the state. Yeah, you know, and... You know, I'm sitting here, you know, obviously my expectation of our football team and our players is that uh, that we're ready to play, that uh, we're disciplined, that we play physical. And um, tonight, you know, uh, tip your cap to Sioux Falls Jefferson because they're everything as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we found positives in the first half, things like uh, we thought we did a pretty good job of pass blocking. Um, you know, we did a good job picking some blitz, blitzes up. Uh, that first half, we were able, you know, we had our backs against the wall and just made some goofy plays, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where it gave us some room to, to work. And, uh, you know, second half, obviously, you know, they turned the clock on and mm-hmm. uh, we get an opportunity to, you know, to score. Bryce, Bryce Palmer got, got that, you know, that touchdown, which, you know, very deserving, mm-hmm. you know, great confidence builder for him. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the JV guys go in yeah. there and they went to work, and I was really proud of them. That's when I want to shut the clock back off again. There you, you go. Know, and, and allow those guys to <laughs> Give them a couple enjoy more the opportunity. So. They had the quarterbacks. Chenoweth looked good. He had Schlemgen in there, so future looks bright at that uh, at that quarterback uh, position. Uh, player of the game, who would you go with? Maybe a Bryce Palmer to get that touchdown. Uh, who would you look at? You know, I, I, I think, he had, you know, Travion Ostell, yeah. you know, on the defensive side. Um, you know, Bryce, you know, you always – Guys hate to you know forget about somebody, but mm-hmm. uh, Travion's just done a lot of lot of week. things. You know, I think back to the um, yeah, we'll the, do that. the play in the in the second quarter was he was held, he was flat on his stomach, got up, and made a play on the you know down on the sideline, and uh, you know that's we got we got one guy that can go make that play, and that was him. Yeah, he did great last week. We mentioned him in the uh, in the uh, pregame interview. How five tackles for loss last week, but. You put this one behind you, you're one and four. There's still maybe that, that five seed you're looking for. You, you had a great end to last season. You got that five seed, and I think that's that's very much in front of you. You got a long trip versus Spearfish, Watertown and Huron, and you got a chance to kind of turn this thing around. Yeah, we want we want to make a run, but it's going to be one game at a time. And mm-hmm. uh, Spearfish is doing some real positive things out there. And, uh, you know, I think, I think our run game, um, I think defensively, um, you know we're we're progressing and, and we're doing a better job and we're developing some depth. Uh, awful, awful uh, exciting to see Nate McCormick on the football field there tonight. Uh, Lucas Chenoweth on that defensive yeah. side. You Tyson know, and, Sabers and, had some and, nice catches being held all the time. Yeah, you know, so you know we got some guys and we got some things. You know, it's uh, we got a lot of football left to play and uh, it'll be great to get get back to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, no better way to you know to uh you know have a reaction to this type of football game than to 
uh, you know, go out to spearfish and go on the road and find a win. You're back to that double-A schedule. We'll see you out west next week. All right, thank you. Trayvon Ostell, our player of the game, a Culver certificate, also gets the uh, the football there from Iverson Auto. Did great last week and another good performance here uh, by Trayvon Ostell, the defensive end here uh, for Mitchell. Anything else, Sean, as we wrap it up? Uh, 49-7, your final. But, again, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if this feels maybe different than last year, but, you know, one and four. But, I mean, you played Jefferson. You, you played Yainton. That's a tough matchup. You've played Pierce. So you kind of figure how those games are going to go, and they and they win as probably most people expected. Uh, but you've got these three games coming up we've been talking about. you got Brookings at the end of the year. That's going to be another, I think, probably a tough game similar to these. But uh, these three games, can you win at least two of them? I'm looking to win all three of them. Uh, great game versus Huron last year to, to solidify that number five spot. Spearfish is a team you got to beat next week. you got Watertown uh, coming in here in two weeks. That's a team you beat on the road. So a chance to turn a one-and-four season into a four-and-four year pretty darn quick. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a mindset. You just kind of have to be able to have short-term memory and put this one behind you and, you know, try to get better going forward because you do have a, a favorable schedule now coming up um, – in the second half of the season, and I really do think it was a positive sign mm-hmm. that they play in clean football tonight. No penalties, no turnovers. That's going to give you a chance in every game you play. And you just look at these teams coming in. You have to like how you match up in, yep. these, in these next three games. And you just bring that clean football with you to these next few games. And then you start building confidence, right? I mean, if you can get these wins over Watertown and Huron and Spearfish next week, you know, you, you just play that clean brand of football you go and see Brookings where the chips with lay. Some momentum. You three go into in Brookings row. feeling like, hey, we've we put together a three game win streak and who knows what we can do here tonight. Yep. Let's just let's let it fly and do our thing and you know, see what happens here as far as the seating goes for the postseason. Yep. So yeah, I, I you know, all things considered, going forward, it looks a little bit better here for the Colonels. So you you just, you know, get into practice next week, shake this off. And just realize you have a pretty good opportunity laying in front of you this next three or four games. Yeah, Colonels, uh, we will be there at Spearfish. It'll be a normal time for us here, Central Time. It'll be a 6.30 Central uh, pregame, 7 o'clock Central, uh, your kickoff Central Time, which means it's a 6 o'clock Mountain Time start. So Mitchell and Spearfish, so that's coming up next Friday night. So we also have two Colonel Volleyball games this week. They've got a tough stretch of their schedule. They're back at home versus Sioux Falls Lincoln. That is Tuesday night, and they take on Sioux Falls Roosevelt at home on Thursday night. So a a busy week coming up for the Colonels. Volleyball Tuesday, volleyball Thursday, and football on Friday. Uh, That'll wrap it up here. Homecoming. Again, a lot of more homecoming festivities coming up here later on tonight as they wrap up a uh, very, very cool weekend here for the Colonels. Jefferson winners tonight, 49-7. For Shawn Michaels, I'm Travis Krenz. We'll see you next week from Spearfish.